Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, talented artist and friend of the show, John Bellotti Jr., joins us to discuss the latest Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, DC's new streaming service, and, of course, what else? Avengers Infinity War. Oh, we are not done talking about this movie, listener. We take a look at the record-breaking box office numbers, the marketing, plot holes created and fixed by the movie, where the MCU should go moving forward, and answer some of your burning questions, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday. Thursday, May 3rd, 2018. That's right, listener. Get pumped. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? I'm pumped. Are you? I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Get pumped, stay pumped, because also joining us is the man who made that clip famous. Mr. Me Too himself. Mr. Hashtag Me Too. Oh, oh shit. shit. Look, when he's not painting sets for TV shows, when he's not pushing pixels together to look like Godzilla, he's on this podcast. Longtime contributor to the show. What's up, John Bellotti Jr.? How's it going? What's up, guys? I'm really pumped to be here. I told you not to talk like that. I can't resist. I, no, I'm not going <laughs> to talk like that. I just had to. I had to usher it in. It was a little stuck. We are so happy to have you on the show this week. What, you got a little hiatus from uh, James Spader? Let you go for the week? What happened? No, no, we're done for the season. I have a couple uh, months off. So uh, I will see you guys in Chicago in a couple months, too. Yes, are you? Oh, sweet. Getting ready for yeah. G-Fest cool. 2018, Yeah. That's right. It's the largest collection of virgins on the uh, in the Midwest. <laughs> Let me there tell you, you as someone that's been there two years in a row, yeah. he is absolutely it's correct. <laughs> he is absolutely correct. It's the convention where I break things every odd year or even year. So this may be the year I break something. You've never lived until you've had someone go, uh, would you like Godzilla's blood or maybe Gamera's blood tonight? <laughs> and, th- and this is like in the cocktail party. Yeah, this is the, this end, is the outdoor uh, yeah. post-show. Post Post party uh, extravaganza. Yo, it's a good time. Check out uh, G Fest in that Chicago. There is a G Fest yeah, somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, guys, stop being so goddamn ungrateful. All right, and, and, and there's nothing like having a conversation and having some kid you never spoke with stand there for 20 minutes next to you, and not saying a word. That kid yeah. was so weird, so he, fucking strange. And then float away to the next group. He was no, so well, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, he'd like throw in like one or two like comments, like ha, 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 like start laughing if we were like we were all laughing. I was like, uh, dude. do you remember what he said to Nick? Nick is like, man, I just got a divorce from my wife, and he was like, so who like Friday the Thirteenth? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue, amazing. dude. Look, if you really if you want to feel better about yourself, I highly recommend attend G Fest. You know, it puts everything in perspective. I'm Yay. only kidding. You can find a lot of great artists. I had a great time talking to artists and meeting Nick Shev and Lenny and. A lot of the guy and dope pope uh it was a great time if you are a new listener thanks for tuning in this is the weekly podcast where we cover comic book and superhero tv and movie news reviews and whatever we choose and this week's show i'm just gonna play this right now Spoiler alert. uh 
we are not done talking about Avengers Infinity War as it destroys, as Thanos destroys the universe, destroys the box office. There's so much to digest uh, in this movie. So we have a little bit of news about other things, but mostly we're going to continue our discussion and answer a lot of questions from our listeners posted in our Facebook group and email about Infinity War. Yeah, this, is be- more, this is more of a, and we have Baladi on, so you'll get a, a similar opinion maybe to some of us, who knows, or maybe a different one. But then it's also kind of continuting the conversation yeah. with our fans this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting and put in there what they had to say. This is fueled by the listeners. Yeah. But Bilotti, for the new listener, I want you to tell them. And there's going to be full spoilers. So uh, Yeah, that's why I played, the spo- I, I played the spoiler. Did you? Yeah. I wasn't just, paying attention. Spoiler alert. It's right there. Uh, Nobody listens when I talk. Uh, Bilotti, no, because you talk too much. For dude. the true. new Very listener. True. Everyone shut up for a second. Uh, <laughs> I, Bilotti, I want you for maybe if this is someone's first show they're listening, I want you to explain what you're day job is and what your night job is because they're both very cool my day job is a scenic artist for films i was gonna say films and movies but that's the same thing films and tv shows and broadway so i currently just wrap season five of the blacklist nice. on james spader nice you know i just gave a talk to a bunch of uh, seniors at fit explaining my job and i still have no idea if they even know what the hell i was talking about but I paint sets, so yeah. it's faux finishing, fake marble, fake concrete, making stuff look shitty, making stuff look nice, and it pays really well, and I'm in a union, and it makes me happy. Um, my night job is using Adobe Illustrator, because I hate myself, to draw really intricate, super detailed illustrations of, of Godzilla posters. They're amazing. Of, They're amazing. They're okay, but thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's very time consuming, but it keeps me sane. And I do shows around the country like the uh, Virgin Fest, I mean, G Fest, <laughs> um, MegaCon, WinterCon, and hopefully this year, New York Comic Con. I put in an application for that and oh, the big anime up. con. Oh, stepping big, up. Yeah. yeah. It's a I applied big last year, but they had the um, construction. That's a big step up right there. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big fuck up right there. Uh, that's the opposite. It's the opposite I'm, of a fuck up. I'm pumped. Uh, and too. of course, everyone knows Bilotti. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mr. Me Too himself. Robo7.com is his website. Is it possible to be a Mr. Me Too? Absolutely. If have you if you've been, if you've been to those after parties at G Fest. Oh yeah. <laughs> you drink I've the heard. you drink the Me Too juice. Ah, uh, look, check out the show I'm notes back for away from that one. There's no one there's no one to harass at those things. No. It's all bad. It's all dudes. <laughs> it's, it's the guys in the costumes you gotta look out for. That's yeah. Uh, be harassed too. Come on. Check I just out. alienated all my fucking customers for this year's show. We'll win. We'll, by, it's okay. We'll win them back. I'll we'll, I'll I'll bear that for <laughs> yeah. you. They don't listen to this. They should. Nick does, but he doesn't count. And I think oh, yeah, he doesn't I Tr- love Tr- Nick Chev. What? Michael Trunowski? Yeah, com. But for Bilotti's work, check out Robo7.com. For the links to everything we talk about in the show, visit jockandair.com slash 218, which is where you can find links to subscribe. Before we begin with the news, couple of announcements. We are giving you, listener, a free month of Stitcher Premium, so you can check out Marvel's first podcast called Wolverine The Long Night. It's a 10-episode series. Nine episodes have dropped. There's one more left. The exciting conclusion will be released next Monday. And then you can binge the whole thing. All you got to do is go to stitcher.com slash premium, enter the promo code NERD, and you will get one free month. That's $5.99 with Savia right there just for listening to the show. It doesn't get any better than that. Also, we've been running the T-shirt giveaway. By the time the show posts, the day the show posts, the giveaway period ends. The giveaway will be over, so we will announce the winner on social media. And next week on the show, I hope it's you, listener. Good luck. 
And if you stick our- someone that doesn't fucking listen, watch. It, that's, it's like David it, Mobley. It might be David Mobley. That could absolutely. Oh shit! That could absolutely happen. It was open to the world. For the world that doesn't know who David Mobley is, he's a guy that um, promotes us all the time. Has no idea that we're on a fucking Twitter, podcast. but doesn't really listen. All he does is he likes the fact that Rug Boy exists. Yeah, he's a and he, he thinks yeah. that our first name is Mister jo- is Jock. <laughs> oh, Jock. No. Oh, hey, Jock. Hey, Mr. Jock. Uh, I think that's hilarious. I don't think he knows that I'm on the show. No. He loves yeah. you, Rugs, though. People do. Some some people do. You have a message for, for David Mobley who doesn't listen? No. Okay. Uh, there you st- go. Stick around to the very end of the show because our buddy David Malofsky, not David Mobley, David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape and Podcapers Podcast, he's assembled a whole set of reviews from various geek podcasts. We're calling it hashtag Infinite Potter and Family. We sent in our review. It will be played on other shows with everyone's review. So at the very end of the show, you're going to hear spoiler-free Avenger Infinity War reviews from the Deleted Scene podcast. The electric. Let me, t- let me guess. Kevin Howland's going to shit on. Well, it. here's well here's here's the list. The Deleted Scene podcast, Electric Shadows podcast, Scott and David from Pod Capers, Mark Bogner from Tangent Bound Network, Matt Delhauer, and the History of Bad Ideas. I don't think the three six five guys were supposed to send it in. I don't know. I don't think they sent it in yet. Oh. So I don't have it. Maybe it's there. Maybe I'll check before I post the show, and it's there. You might hear from them. Uh, but you're gonna have all these other awesome podcasts giving you their opinion. And also, last thing, there's a new episode of Trivia Geeks, which is the thing where I host a trivia podcast. No one likes that. Show. Lots of fun. Uh, <laughs> lots of zaniness and. Our buddy Matt, Matt Delhauer, the Ginger Geek himself, has released the second episode of his new podcast, The Ginger Geek Pod. That's a good good podcast. It's very good. It's all about the movie Scream from the 90s and looking at it from like a psychological, sociological point of view. Very good episode, Delhauer. I love it. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Okay, let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. If you want to hang out with us, if you want to hang out with our listeners... Listener, all you got to do is visit our contact page on our website, jockinner.com slash contact. Find our Twitter account, our Facebook page, our speak pipe, send us your voice and our awesome Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. It is a closed group just for our listeners. Uh, and it's it's amazing how many names of listeners I know. I really, I love this group. Like, it just makes me giddy. Like, I love knowing everyone's name. What can you get in our group? Well, great posts like this. Joshua Gibson, new listener, uh, posted to our group recently. So, I think I finally figured out whose hand Ruggs is sitting on. It's totally James Cameron's hand. Oh, shit. I cannot Ooh. confirm or deny this. Interesting. Maybe that's why Ruggs agrees with Cameron's comments about uh, superhero fatigue. Or maybe just because I'm right. Or maybe yeah. just because you're both right. I yeah. agree. Uh, also, Glenn Smith posted this great uh, meme. I love the memes that Avengers Infinity War has spread. So, some of them are really clever. Have you guys seen this one where it's Infinity War spoilers, but I give you no context. It's a grid. I, I've read. I've seen this and I've been able to guess all of them. It's so it's, great. It's though. amazing. I love it. It is funny. Though. There's a picture of yeah. Squidward. There's a picture of a donut in space. There's a picture of a rabbit. There's a picture of a Footloose movie poster. There's just a picture of Bubbles. Picture of Peter Dinklage and a hand about to snap. Uh, it's so it's so clever. I love it. Finally, shout out to listener Ray O'Neill, who posted a photo 
of him at the theater in front of Avengers Infinity War poster wearing a rug boy approved shirt. He looks shit. So happy. Doesn't he? I bet he regrets that shirt immediately after he listens to our <laughs> review of it. <laughs> He's like, you bastards. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you put that shirt on and even if you've already showered, you automatically smell like B.O. I, yeah. I, I also think that shirt just reverts you back to being a virgin if you weren't one. Yeah, you're not getting vagina in that shirt. We're selling the shit out of these don't shirts. Project, don't project your life. Or maybe on, that's just what radio. happened to me yeah, when I put on the shirt. Don't associate rug uh, with virginity. <laughs> that, that's a sexy felty there, man. Yeah, I get laid. Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine rug boy gets it. I, I, yeah. I suppose. He's got I, all sorts of STDs. For some reason, <laughs> girls love really disgusting people. How's that slack hole <laughs> smell these days, rugs? Um, eh, a little bit like uh, the, like a little bit like hell. The beauty is you just, all you got to do is spray some Febreze on there and you're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Ray O'Neill. Get yourself a shirt, listener. Be cool like Ray O'Neill. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Okay, here we go. The big question of the week that I need to answer, I need to ask. Did Thanos kill me? Oh, shit. How do, how do I find how out? How does it work? Do I click on this and then all it tells you, me if I'm yeah. dead? Uh, did, Thanos, did Thanos kill you guys? All you got to do is go to www.didthanoskill.me. Ah, Rugboy was spared. I was not spared. Oh. Anthony, were you spared? I was slain by Thanos. Oh, no. Bilotti, did Thanos kill you? I didn't do it. Click, the, click it right there. Click the link. Where? It'll tell you. Underneath the, the picture oh. of Ray O'Neill, there's a link. I was slain by Thanos for the good of the universe. So was I. So basically, uh, gang, this podcast is toast because Thanos killed myself. He killed the jock and nerd. He oh, killed him. The, the pod, if Thanos exists, the podcast Explain is Explain what this is. It's just Ooh, a fun I found one. it. <laughs> I was spared. I was spared fun. by Thanos. Oh, okay. Bilotti was spared. All right. The podcast is still toast. Fuck you all. New, God. The new host of the podcast will be Rugboy and Bilotti uh, moving forward. Uh, this no just, one listened to that. It's, it's no, just, no, it's, so that would be two guys talking with their fingers, you know, <laughs> talking about food and Godzilla. It, it, would, it would be horrible. I would listen. The real news is You're Thanos dead. and Avengers destroyed <laughs> the box office. Here we go. We have opening weekend tallies. Uh, holy crap. You've probably seen this. These numbers are still crazy. It surpassed a lot of our predictions. Opening weekend domestic, Avengers Infinity War made $258.2 million. Ah, yes. I see that you know your... That was the wrong button. Global total, $641 million. Oh, shit. Oh, it's higher. It's higher. No, this is is just for the four-day opening weekend. Oh, no, it's up to 850 now, but I'm yes. sorry, go ahead. So right now... The- give us some context, and Ryan, what does 258 mean domestically? So it is the biggest opening weekend ever, all time, for any movie. Geek movie. It beat Star Wars Force Awakens. That was ah, at 248. Sorry. Passed that by 10 million. It is also the biggest global debut weekend for a movie ever, and it has not even opened in Russia or China. It opens in Russia today, actually. The day we're recording, it will open in China May 11th. May. So we're on May 3rd. Yes. Let's pro- let's provide some context, though. Now, on May 3rd, um, now the six-day total is yeah. 322. Domestic. Domestic. Also, uh, 857 worldwide, including the domestic. Unbelievable well, in but, six but, days. But let's, be, let's put it in context. Yeah. Six days 
It's not beating Force Awakens in six days. No, six days, it's a Force little Awakens behind, is three, yes. That's yes. a little more than a little. Oh. It's 363 oh. is Force Awakens. This is at 322. So it is... I don't think it's going to have the legs Force Awakens had. Force Awakens was a $900 million movie domestically. Jeez, domestically. Yes, that's right. What How does it stack up with Black Panther? Black Panther is beating. Oh, okay. Black Panther was a 202 opening weekend. Oh. Dude, you know what's crazy? That movie is still in out in theaters. Yes, Avengers was number it. one. Black Panther number five this weekend. Unbelievable! I had a coworker that was like, "Yeah, since everyone's going to see Avengers, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna go see Black Panther." Yeah, I don't know what wow. happened to me at the theater. What happened? I was talking to some dudes that I went to see the movie with, and there's an asshole outside the theater. <laughs> okay, and he's like, "Don't talk," but I'm like, "Don't talk about the movie. I haven't seen it yet." I'm like, "But why are you standing in front? Of I just saw you come out of the theater. You just saw something. Why? What would you be watching instead of this movie?" So I, I was like, fucking dumbfounded about that whole thing. He told me not to talk about the movie, but he just came out of the theater. So what was he watching? What the fuck is he watching? Did he go into the wrong theater? What's he? The in- week that Infinity War is out. <laughs> there was nothing else out. Everyone was at Dude, the theater. It was theater on like every War. screen in the fucking theater. It was really on like was. four or five screens. There's a movie really called was. Disobedience. I don't know. I don't no. know. A movie called Traffic. Like, fuck you. I'm like, yeah. you're in my house. Like, you're in the theater during when I opening my opening weekend. This is Don't supposed to be a safe space for me. Yeah, the go movie. fuck yourself. Here's the race it needs to beat. Fastest movie to $1 billion. Star Wars The Force Awakens took 12 days to reach a billion dollars. They are saying, are estimating if this movie by Saturday hits a billion dollars, that would be eight days and break the record to fastest to $1 billion billion dollars it's gonna dominate again i think it could do that <laughs> i think no, it could the do movies that. that are coming out this weekend are uh what overboard tully and bad samaritan like none of these Anna movies are, no one's gonna oh. i don't even know any of these movies yeah. six days this movie makes 850 million dollars worldwide I've, I've never been so happy for a corporation to make a billion dollars it's right? really like i'm very happy for them i don't know why it's sick where do you think this will finish two billion close to two billion he- well, let's look at the comparables. Uh, it's like beating itself, though. That, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. weird. Like, they just had the most with uh, Force Awakens. Disney can only be beat yeah. by Disney. Yeah, it's kind of like weird. Force Awakens made a little over is 2.068 million. Wow. So, wow. I don't know. Two million, two bill, or two billion, I'm sorry. So, it's two billion is tough. Wow. We'll see how this, I mean, this thing hasn't opened in China. Imagine if it opened in China also the same day. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think it'll beat Black Panther because Black Panther actually didn't do all that well in Asia. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about China. You don't think it'll be received well in China? No, Why? it just got beat out in Japan by an anime called Detective Conan in its second week. I saw that. You posted that on our Facebook yeah. group. Is that a movie about Conan the Destroyer as like a Sherlock Holmes type no. detective? No. no. That's what I thought no. it was. I want to see that. Somebody make that. A Conan mystery. It's called Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. I'm a cop, you idiot. Not a tumor. Yeah. Uh, so, look, what, what, so, like we said, Disney's just beating itself. And a lot of this is due to inflation of ticket prices. Because if you look at the top 10 highest grossing movies, all these movies occurred in the last 10 years, which is pretty crazy. And half of them are from fucking Disney at this point. Is, Disney runs it, man. Disney is running the game. What can beat it? Well, is Avengers 4 going to beat this? Is Star Wars 9 even going to come close to beating this? What do you guys think? I mean, we're beating 
How are we talking about something that's not even done with this? I'm talking about run? the opening weekend. Can can uh, no, can can either I mean, of these movies beat? There's their... nothing with star power that hasn't already been done before. There's nothing with name recognition that hasn't already been done before that people are clamoring for. Right. So I mean, like, look, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman already out. There's no other big name like Spider-Man's been done to death. Right, right. So, like, what else do you have that people are going to be like, oh, I've been waiting for this forever. I need to go see this shit. Like, there's nothing that's going to, and nothing that Marvel doesn't already own. Well, the only thing that is coming out right now that might, I don't know, I don't think it will, but unexpectedly, Jurassic World did a $208 million opening weekend. That's correct, yeah. And that's the pretty big. sequel's coming right. out pretty soon. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't think it'll do. Too- but I think Jurassic World was also people are like, oh, we love dinosaurs again. Thanks and that was the first one after like a whole. Long I don't even time. think Avengers Four will beat it. No, no. Mm. Unless they make the best Pokemon movie that ever <laughs> existed, because that shit has a huge fucking following. Yeah, that's the only thing that they will make destroy. A like if they made like fucking like a Infinity War level Pokemon that wasn't fucking bad that every that. Parents would go watch and kids would go watch. That's the only thing that could make that mm. kind of money. Interesting. Not, right about nothing that. else has a built-in audience as big as that. The you know what's going to happen, though? Yeah. You know what's going to happen? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to undeservedly make more money than it ever anticipated because of this movie. Well, this was my next question. Will this help? Because it's coming out July 6th. Yeah. We're going to talk about the yeah. new trailer they dropped Hell in yeah. a second. Will this help that? Everyone's going to be like, oh, what more of this? Uh, let's go uh, watch this now. Well, Every- I- undeservedly. Japan Baladi, you haven't even seen the <laughs> movie. Your mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, because Iron Iron Man three made a billion, and that movie was like a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, this- oh, don't <laughs> or, don't get me defending these movies. Well, um, Sp- <laughs> Spider Man three had the similar bump off of Spider Man two. You know that this well, happens. This is the thing that you got the Black Panther effect. That's number one, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that Black Panther brought people to the movies that have never been to the movies to see these movies before. There's been like people who uh, they're just because of a cultural thing. It was a big deal, so those people are now maybe curious about the Marvel universe and might go see more of these more of these movies. So that's that's kind of like a game changer in a lot of ways. Absolutely, it's, it's genius marketing. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. released the trailer right after the hype. the The first teaser they had was all the. All these stars of Infinity War going, but where's Ant Man? Where's Ant Man? Where's oh, Ant Man? Right. Oh, right. What happened yeah. to Ant Man? Yeah. And they are like, here's Ant Man. Well, let speaking of Ant Man, let's get into this new trailer, the second trailer from Ant Man and the Wasps, coming out July sixth. And uh, wow, I this this looks like a great palate cleanser, a great fun uh, adventure through the microcosm after Infinity War. Kind of just what we need. What'd you guys think of this trailer? I really liked it. Lots of fun. This movie just it looks, looks fun. like a lot of fun. I still can't get over the building shrinking, and and it's getting big in this one too, <laughs> and then it gets big again. Yeah, that was just weird. But like, other than that, it's yeah, it's like you have to suspend your disbelief a lot. But like, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. I love you get he's Giant Man. The comedy they're using with Giant Man to open the, open the trailer. Anthony, what'd you think? Do you think this is gonna be a fun ride? Man, I'm all, I'm all in on anything Marvel. Yeah, does. right. So, I mean, it's it reminds me. It, Reminds me kind of of Ant-Man, obviously, of the first one. And it came out right after Age of Ultron, and it was like a nice smaller story. This seems to be the same feel. It kind of reminds me of like, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of yeah, feel. Yeah. And it's just another like direction Marvel can go in. We're, we're just making a, well, this wacky, like 
Well, it's a Side duo movie. Comedy. We haven't yeah. seen that yet, really. Yeah, it's a buddy uh, it's cop. A duo movie it's too. a rom-com. They say it's kind of going to be a rom-com. Uh, Bloody, let me ask you this. Do you think this he time around... Yeah, he Oh, yeah. I don't hate Bloody, it. Bloody, why I'm do very... you hate this movie <laughs> so much pumped. that you haven't seen? Oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, but look, let me ask you this. The first one was uh, famously tied up by Edgar Wright for years, and then when MCU's uh, plans came through, they kind of took it away from him. He stepped away. They had to quickly retrofit it, make it fit into what they're thinking. Peyton Reed did a great job. Now, this time out, it's them from scratch. You know, they don't have to worry about what Edgar Wright was kind of working with. Do you think that's going to help this movie or hurt this movie, the sequel? I think it's going to help the movie. I think because Edgar Wright, he was so like, you know, he's an auteur director. You know, he's set in his ways. He's got his ideas and they were kind of, you know, you could tell like some of his ideas are still in there, but this trailer looks absolutely insane. Like they're just taking what worked in the first movie and just going crazy with it. And on top of what they did in Civil War when he gets giant, I mean, they're going to go nuts with it. I love I think it's I think it's going to be awesome. it, It looks like a lot of fun. Ghost I was shitting great. on it. I was <laughs> shitting on it for no reason. I'm sorry, Tony. He turned him around. He turned him around. Dude, I love here's what I love. Wasp kicking all sorts of ass. Like she looks amazing. The action beats look yeah. amazing. When she comes in and out of the truck and she like kicks the guy into the driver's seat, I was like, oh shit. Oh, oh fucking badass. I love the comedy where he's like, I'll go high, you go low. She's like, I got wings. Why would I go low? And uh, you know she's going to fucking show him up. I love Lewis is back. A lot of great lines. I guess he's a CEO of a company. I don't know why you would put him at the head of a company. If you look at the, I watched some uh, like Easter egg stuff, and yeah. he's the head of a company called XCon. Oh, okay. So it's run. And they're by, basically a yeah. company that yeah. helps. Basically, they're a surveillance company, and they tell you what robbers would do. Okay, they were trying to rob from you because oh, that's they, all robbers at one point. Right, right. So. I think there's a similar like astonishing Ant Man, or there was a run in the comics where they the the they kind of the bad guys formed a company similar to this. Uh, I love where he's like, we were just tiny. You see Lawrence Fishburne, and they name drop Goliath, and you find out how big Ant Man can get, uh, which is way bigger than how big Goliath. Them comparing got. their their yeah. sizes, their dick is, sizes. Is sixty five feet is 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 very big. Not their dick sizes, Simran. Come on, that wasn't a sixty five foot dick joke. That's what I thought it was. Uh, here's something interesting in the beginning, uh, where Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter, says, "I wish I could fight bad guys like you." That may be some foreshadowing for Avengers 4 because... Avengers they, 40, you mean? A 40. No, the, actually the next Avengers movie because they have cast <laughs> Emma Furman as the teenage Cassie Lang. Oh, shit. What does that oh. mean? Hmm. Time jump. Know. Time well, jump, time travel. I think a lot of people are going to be wondering when this occurs. I think they've established that Ant-Man and the Wasp occurs right after Civil War. But where exactly between right after uh, Civil War or closer to Infinity War, could they be in the microverse during Infinity War? There's no way that they're going to bog down this movie, a comedy like this, with all this killing in the middle of the movie. With the concurrent... Uh, Yeah. yeah. I think, think if anything, it might be a post-credit scene where maybe Ant-Man's hanging out and uh, like his daughter or something disappears and he's like okay i gotta get involved oh shit or they were like they're stuck in the microcosm when when it happens so it doesn't affect that i actually got a a quick theory on this movie okay good that's what i want all right because there's the villain seems to be ghost Ghost looks cool yeah it's this girl that can phase through things it used to be a man in the comics it used to be patrick swayze (laughs) (laughs) it's not to be more patrick swayze no uh and there's also uh who's the bad guy the, the Walt, regular Walt Goggins. Walt Goggins. He holding seems the, like a he's holding the building in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I actually think. 
we might be in for a swerve on this. Oh, I could see that. And I think the main villain might either be Goliath or Ooh. Michelle Pfeiffer's Wasp. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. So we know that. Because what? both these villains don't seem like. Yeah. All that. Like, all that cool. Or like, main. can phase through things, but yeah. it, I'm not getting that like this is the. Right. The big most bad. intimidating yeah. person on this in there. Oh, I like that. That's a be- good observation, Andy. Yeah, because like uh, we've the, some of the story detail is they are going to go, and I think you see Hank Pym also in a craft in the microcosm going to look for the original Jana Van Dyne, and we will get into this later. I think we're all onto the fact that Marvel's trailers are lar- they're largely misdirecting in certain points on purpose. They do it really well. You can't trust what you see in the trailer with these movies. And uh, I think audiences are catching on and they may either like it or not. I personally think it's great because. So when you go to the theater, oh, what? when you go to the theater, you're just expecting that the trailer to be horseshit. And so you're not, you don't want to be excited or not. Or you, you know, you are given uh, clues of what (laughs) might happen that never happened. That's never going to happen. Uh, And it's just misdirect. It's just slight. I like it. Yeah. I'm not I'll, really sure I like that. Uh, it's, I like yeah. it because yeah. we're in the age of people overanalyzing every fucking yes. thing. Yes, it's the only so way I, to do I, it. I almost like that it's because like that because it's like you fucks wasted your time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're you looking also, for things. You, you can also do that with good editing too. Yeah, that's true too. But my my thing is that they put footage in there to that you're expecting to see. It's not in there. So those are things that I, but if you, you edit the trailer to make it seem like something's happening when it's not, that's that's great. That's fine. But to intentionally add shots that are not in there just to suck you in, you, you, like you, don't, you don't agree with that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Also, I think that that's... could Hawkeye... Maybe? I like how you asked him the question, Imran, and you didn't even let him answer. Well, because we're going to get into this later, <laughs> because I'm gonna, I want to talk about all the shit that was in the Infinity War trailer that wasn't in the Classic movie. Imran. Ask a question, start talking it's over It's a tease. Answer. I'm going to ask another question. Could Hawkeye be in this movie at all? Or are we not going to have anything about what in happened? this movie? Yeah. In Ant-Man. Like a cameo. Since they were the both missing from Infinity War, I was like, would he have a cameo? Maybe he was fucking around with uh, Scott Lang and the boys over here. I don't know. No. No? are saving him for part four. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just going with, I think Michelle Pfeiffer might be the villain. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I think that would be, that would be a you, great Because Marvel twist. likes to... They take inspiration from the comics, but they're creating their own yeah. universe here. They go their own way, but they do have nods to panels and storylines and characters, uh, but creating something new, which is a lot of fun. All right, what? Mandarin. <coughs> Mandarin. The, uh, look, it was a, a Mandarin. Uh, it wasn't wasted. It was well used within context of what they had set up. Oh. You're on crack, Imran. I might I have to watch it. that movie again. It's been a while also. It. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we take a I quick like break. Thanks, man. Me too. <laughs> You're hey, do you guys remember DC uh, Comics, DC Universe at all? Do you remember? Who? Yeah. What it was uh, Trump live there. Yeah. There's a guy like, uh, I think Trump lives there with Kanye, their buddy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a guy that's bat dressed as a bat. Uh, oh, like, you're talking about DC Comics. Yeah, not Washington, D.C. Oh, Anyways, DC Comics. I know, it's hard to even remember DC yeah, Comics or Batman. Yeah, that was such a long time ago. Or any, or, you know, wow. the big joke is that uh, Infinity War already made more than Justice League's entire run, which, whatever. Uh, that you know, who's, it's, I, who's I mean, surprised? It's, it's, it's funny that, that yeah. it's even a debate. Like, this right. is even a thing. Right. It's just, it, like, DC like, has been shit on so badly. Uh, in four They've days. been lapped. They've been lapped by Marvel at this point. They've been lapped several times. They've been lapped twice. Yeah, Three several times. Several <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, they have. Dude, DC Comics is like my fat ass in high school running the mile. 
I will get lapped at least four times. And then I knew I was almost done because I saw that one dude four times go by me already. Uh, I must be close to walking the mile over. And I just, yeah. I would walk it. So DC just stands for dead characters now. <laughs> so oh, nice. they, they tried to get a little bit of buzz this week with an announcement of their new digital service. They It has the most predictable name ever. It will be called the DC Universe is the name of this digital service. It is launching with an a- animated Harley Quinn, animated Young Justice new season. That I'm, cool. I'm excited about, Young Justice. Uh, the Outsiders, live action Titans movie that's going to feature like Nightwing and Robin and Starfire. And something I totally uh, about, I didn't know they were doing, they are doing a live action Swamp Thing show with James Wan as executive producer. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Imran. Yeah. Are you not going to give any love to Young Justice? Young Justice is good. It's going to be good. Good. We had Greg Wiseman on the show. Yes, we did. We did. Greg, he doesn't listen anymore. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. So what? We did have Greg Wiseman way back when there was, we didn't even know if it was going to get another season. Remember remember we asked him and he was like, anything's possible. We might be in a bag. Remember that whole, the watch it on Netflix campaign. And then it got, it was very exciting. So, but Anthony, here's my question. Are you excited enough to pay for this fucking streaming service on top of everything else that's, that we need to pay for? No, because there's too many streaming services now. I don't think of, anybody should pay for There's anything. a lot of tr- streaming services. I want to watch the Cobra Kai, but I don't want to pay for YouTube Red. There's but, too many. There's too many. I there's, agree. There's shit on Hulu I want to watch. I ain't paying for that shit. Like, how many is enough, Anthony? Let's say they're like, like 12 bucks for each service now. I, I liked it when it was I liked it when it was Hulu and Netflix and then Amazon Prime. Like, two or three. No. They'll consolidate. They'll consolidate eventually when it gets big enough. They're gonna, you know? Well, they're going to have to because yeah. everyone's... None of these are going to make enough money. No, no. it's going to, uh, you it's know. More, I mean, if you get, like, to answer Rugboy, if you buy all of these, you're paying more than you might be paying cable. for cable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And Absolute. you're still going to want cable. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're still going to want that stuff. Like, if you, especially if you watch sports or yep. something like yep. that. Yep. That's the one thing that doesn't really have a live streaming thing until Disney maybe puts out its ESPN thing, but they don't have I anything. Think, I don't, I forget which league. It might be the NFL, but one of them's taking stuff to to make their own streaming too, but yeah, it's. It's already too many. I can see the NFL totally doing that. Totally. I could see them doing it. I mean, there's the three I named. There's the DC one. There's the CBS one, right? There's CBS All Access. There's Hulu, Amazon, Hulu. Netflix. Then you can get real. I mean, the WWE has you one. Can get the that UFC one. You has can just one. have the HBO streaming app also. HBO, you can set yeah. the Showtime Amazon. streaming app. Uh, and, yep. Yeah, but there's just two fucking many. I think and it's pro- each major network's probably going to. D- Disney's going to do one. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that will be the Disney one. And eventually when they make a new Marvel show that only shows up on that thing, I will have to pay for that thing because I'm going to want to watch the new Marvel show. What, all the new Star Wars shit is going to be on Disney's thing if you like in Star Wars? How many does each of you got? Do you guys all have streaming services right now? No, right now I just pay for Netflix. That's it. What about you, Ruggs? I got everything. You got everything? Wow, holy shit. Really? Yeah. Not everything. Not the DC shit, but like Netflix, Hulu... Amazon Prime. Uh, you have the CBS one? No, not the CBS. I don't have that yet. But HBO? I got I got HBO. I got Showtime. I got uh, Stars. I got I the do Spice Channel. The- no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a special. Are you going to add the DC one? Probably not, because this is a fucking shitload of money. Yeah. What, what about you, Bilotti? I have Netflix that we, we use... Um, it's not even ours. It's Janine's cousins. It's my wife's cousins, and we just yeah. we just used their password. Yeah. And then I had yeah. I had crunch I had Crunchyroll, 
and um, Filmstruck. You guys ever hear of Filmstruck? No. What's that one? Oh my God! It's like it's this. Uh, it's an app that has all these movies from directors all over the world. I got it because they were showing uh, Kurosawa movies that I couldn't see anyplace else. Okay. And they're all subtitled, and they have not just Kurosawa, but Antonioni, like old Italian uh, film directors, wow. just stuff you wow. can't Baguette see on HBO. Spaghetti westerns and shit. All that stuff. Everything. And then I mean, Crunchyroll is all anime, isn't it? Yeah, I was doing that for Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Now it's over, so I canceled it. No, I canceled. I, I share stuff. my Netflix with my sister, and then actually somebody shares their Hulu with me, so I can watch Hulu. And then I think my wife has Amazon Prime, so we could log into that. But it is. It's all fractured. Like I, I am sharing with yeah. for Netflix and yeah. HBO as well. I don't know how long that's going to be around. Probably fucking expect that to go away once there's more and more. I hope it's it just, all. I hope it all. Um, what did you say, Rugby? Consolidate. Uh, consolidate. Yeah. Consolidate, yeah. I hope it all consolidates because I just don't see the mark. Like, there's there's going to be plus, like, right? like yeah. 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 There's going to be like a, like a Disney sized company, like probably Netflix, it and they're just going to buy all these yeah. and just have them on there. I mean, it does, doesn't make any sense to do it otherwise. I don't, I'm, who has time to watch all this shit? No, that's you the other guys? thing. Who's watching all this shit? I can barely keep up with what I don't, I don't watch anything anymore, really. Well, it's like it's like when cable TV or yeah. it's like cable TV releasing all their these channels, and it's yeah. like one channel for everything. It's like there's only so much time in the day. If yeah. they would have done this before, then it, but all this stuff's already been out. Yeah, so it's like they're late to the game. Like we've already seen like five years of DC on TV. We've already seen like Marvel shows. We've already seen all this stuff. Like we already know the formula. It's like there's nothing new. That's going to grab us unless you're going to be doing what like like Netflix does shit that on a level that they're not going to invest. Like they did this lost in space. They did uh altered carbon. They fucking poured millions into those shows and that shit like lost in space looks movie quality. All right. And they're not going to do that with their shit. They're going to try and, and, and make, make a uh, make a buck. So they're not really investing the kind of money into this shit that they should be. I was just going to add that the um, the Get Down and the Irishman, the new Scorsese movie, the yeah. fucking budgets on those. Yeah. The, the yeah. Irishman alone has a budget of one hundred and ninety million dollars. Wow, that's the highest budget or, Scorsese ever had. That's just a had. movie. That's just a movie, and because all the actors like Pesci and De Niro are right, so right, old, right? I heard that a lot of the guys that do onset stuff, you know, like onset carpenter, onset yeah. uh, painters, yeah, they were bringing in like. $3,000 a week extra on all the overtime and meal penalties they took because the, the shooting days were like 18 hour days. Oh, Jesus. You know how much? I mean, that's insane how much money they were spending on wow. this. Same thing with the get down. They were throwing money at yeah. these sets and everything. I mean, Altered Carbon, I think, is the most expensive uh, Netflix show they've done yeah. so far, and it shows. So, okay, real quick, no one's excited about Swamp Thing with James Wan producing Swamp Thing live action? We've already seen Swamp Thing already. Yeah, is but it li it's live action. It's live action. Last time we saw him was in the 90s. We haven't seen him live action in a while. With CG and stuff, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of excited for that. I'm still not paying for it, so whatever. And also that Metropolis show they'll probably put on there. But That Titan show they were talking about for a while, now I, now yeah. I know where it's coming. Yeah, that's where it's going to be. They got that's logos gonna, for uh, all this. I mean, I'm not. It's not the fact that I'm not excited for these shows. It's, it's like I'm not excited for the fact that I'd have to buy another fucking subscription service yeah. to watch them. Yeah. Good luck, DC Universe. Uh, trying to get some subscribers. Like Young Justice is one of my all-time favorites. It is great. And I, I want to see the new TV season. Shows. Yeah. I kind That's of probably the only happens. thing that I would really... I mean, animated DC movies are always great. So, you know, Young Justice and Harley Quinn. I might be interested to check those out. The Harley Quinn but, one I heard is like adult. It's like R-rated adult. It's going to be an adult one. So... Whoa. Yeah, I like that. 
hot. Okay, look. Wowie zowie. Wowie zowie. Wowie zowie. Look, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos, come back, and talk more Avengers Infinity War theories, questions, what's next. Uh, all of that coming right up right after this. After these messages, do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridue, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! like sci-fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, if you enjoy the show and you want to hear more, there's a place you can get more shows. Just join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon where you can help us keep the lights on over here, keep the show going, and you will get access to an exclusive RSS feed with bonus content and lots of fun rewards. Check it out on the page. Now, I have to give you the final, final tally of the John Seaford April Patreon listener challenge because oh, shit. what started as one humble plea from our listener for our for the nation to step up and increase our Patreon support Ended in such an amazing way uh, where down to the last day, April 30th, the final hours, pledges kept coming in. Unbelievable. Basically, the gist was if we could raise $25, John Seaford would increase his pledge from $20 a month to $25 a month. Then he said if we hit $50 a month of increased pledges, he would match and go to $50 a month. At that point, I really wanted to bankrupt John Seaford. Thanks to the efforts of the following people, the final total in April, we raised a total of $102 in pledges and six new patrons. Oh, shit. Geek Booner. In the month of April. Unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. Holy shit. Pretty crazy that people give us money. And he, initially, the amount was $100 at the beginning. And we were like, there's no way. We have to lower it. That's aggressive. And we made it $102. So thank you to these people who actively either increased their pledge or signed up new to help us meet our goal this month. Thank you, Mark Bunong, Benjamin Wesley Cranford, Blake Braden, Steve Lee, Clay Groves, Roberto Rivera, Steve Morrison, Jose Joel Cazares, Adam Morris, Ron Hans, Verum Libertas, Lisa Morrison, Matthew Lawrence, Raymond Swanson, Jose Ibarra, Travis Halton, 
Glenn Smith, and of course, Seth Morgan, also known as John Seifert, the man with a dual identity. Talking nerd. Wow. Wow. Ron Hans is the one who actually pushed us over. He wrote in, I listened to the episode this morning and thought I would push you fuckers over the $50 amount for the challenge. Keep up the great stuff. Thanks, Rons. And then once that happened, uh, pledges kept coming in. So this is the first show of the new month. I got to thank the rest of our awesome Patreon supporters. Huge thank you to Joe Henry, Jim McPike, Philip Milan, David Malofsky, Zika's Viral Comics, Blazing Caribou Studios, Stephen Tran, Joe from work, Matt Dalhauer, Jimmy Graben, Anthony Apodaca, Gabriel Bosco, Bonner Demling, John Magat, Chaz Hubbard, Jess Rivera, and Jesse Looney. Talking nerd. Wow. Thank you, all of you guys. So... There are more rewards, surprises coming soon. I have asked everyone to send me their mailing address because periodically I want to be able to send you guys some swag. Thank you for doing it. Please send it in if you have an email. Show at jockandnerd.com if you are a Patreon listener. And everyone on the Patreon right now is going to get stickers. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jock and Nerd stickers. It's the least we could do. And there's more stuff coming, though. But right now... Stickers. <laughs> stickers for everybody. Five years old? Dude, people love stickers. You can put them on your laptop. You put them. I have a sticker on the back of my phone case. I'm telling you, these people. Put one on your tape. That's what I do. Sticker, tapes. <laughs> you could do whatever you want with your stickers. I'll mail everyone stickers. I mean, wax your taint with it. Anthony, you laugh, but I'm telling you, people enjoy stickers. Who doesn't like stickers? And it helps to uh, promote the Hopefully show. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the, the instant reactions <laughs> and the, the post show, pre show stuff. And. We'll, we'll get some movie reviews on Patreon. We'll maybe even do an exclusive listener episode again. We did one way back with, uh, what's his face? Uh, what was the guy we did it with? It was uh, not, uh, crap, with, uh, he, <laughs> shit, I can't remember now. Yep, that guy. <laughs> he was cool. Fuck, that guy was awesome. Are you not going to look it up, Imran? Uh, no, I'm not going to look it up. Okay. It's, it was, I can't, oh I'm not going to be able guy, to find it. The guy that was on the show. Jim McPike's wrestling coach. Yes. His name was, fuck, and we have to find it. Hold on. Oh, okay. Whole bonus episode with Andrew Gildy, comic book creator, who, uh, remember, he wanted to come on and do a bonus episode. Yeah, so maybe we'll do another bonus episode one of these days. There will be more bonus stuff. There's more coming. We got reviews to do. Sometimes the show may even release early on the Patreon feed just for our Patreon supporters. So join up today, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, Let's get to more Avengers Infinity War. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Bilotti, uh, why don't you give us your quick uh, overall two-minute review? What did you think? And how many times did you see it? How many times has everyone seen it so far, first of all? Jesus Christ. I love when you ask a question and then completely undercut your own question. Somebody better start answering some fucking questions real <laughs> Jesus quick. Jesus Christ. I you got to like, let, you gotta like let people second, answer the question. Let a second pass. I'm way, <laughs> I'm way too excited to do that. Anthony, how many times have you seen this movie now? Okay, so now we're skipping over Bilotti. No, we'll get back uh, to Bilotti. Four. four times. Oh, shit. All right, I saw it twice. Rugs, how many times have you seen it? Two. Bilotti, how many times have you seen it? First thing. I've only seen it I, once. When the movie was think? over, I said, holy shit, Marvel. Mission accomplished. You did it. I mean, holy shit, they did it. They pulled it off. You know how hard that is? Just to get those actors in a room together? Holy shit. Yes, the movie has problems, and you guys all made very valid points, but- I can't explain the emotions that were going through not only my body, but my brother, my sister-in-law, and my wife's body watching this fucking movie. Like, wow. what the hell? The scene where Peter Parker is hugging Tony, I, I was like, what the, why am I crying? Yeah. I'm crying for a character I don't even like. But um, <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah. It actually made me appreciate the MCU Spider-Man because at that point I said, okay, fine. This is, this is the Spider-Man. It's just him and Tony. That's, yeah. that's his uncle Ben. That's what they're going with. Yeah, okay. I'll son. accept it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, God, the high points, Cap's entrance, Thor's re-entrance. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I clap when Thor comes back with the Stormbreaker, I fucking clapped yeah. like a little girl at an Elvis concert. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I started shoving my brother because he was next to me. I'm like, Bob, fucking clap. It's Thor. And what I didn't realize was my sister-in-law was like snuggling him. So as I was shoving him, I was shoving her at the same time. You're and wrestling she was like, oh, her head. <laughs> I was wrestling my brother and my sister-in-law at the same time. Bilotti's so excited, he's just punching people around him in the theater in the face. Punching kids, Bam. women, children, dogs, uh, uh, everyone. This movie made me the want ushers. to punch people. It was so good. Yeah. I need to see it again. I really need to see it more than once. Because I saw the first Avengers three times. Yeah. And I just think I need, because I keep telling my brother, like, we have to see it again. He's like, no, I no. I think it's a good idea to see it again. Absolutely. No, I have to see it again. Yeah. Because I just wanted it to just sort of sink in. I want to process it. And yeah, I knew a lot of shit going in because I have a friend that works on the film. But even then, the shit that he told me wasn't in the movie because when they filmed this movie, even he, because I just talked to him the other day and he's like, yeah, he's like, I saw when they killed Heimdall on set. I didn't even know they were going to use the fucking scene. Wow. And he's like, they film stuff. He's like, I don't even know what they're using half the time. So even on set, they keep things. He said he does like the pyro, the mm -hmm. onset pyrotechnician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said they throw so much money at the movie. He's like, they don't even tell him what the, what the scene or what the shot is about. They're just like, go <laughs> make fire. Blow this they, up. Well, I listened insane. to a, uh, wow. an empire mag empire podcast. They had on Tom Hiddleston prior to uh, the movie coming out or right around when the movie came out. And he, and he said on the, on the show that only three actors were able to read the entire script. Wow. The movie. They, yeah. they were keeping everything under wraps. I, I, read I read that Mar Ross Marquand, who played uh, the red skull impersonating Hugo weaving, who's on The Walking Dead, never even told Denai Guerrera, who plays Okoye and Michonne on The Walking Dead, that he is in the same movie as her. Like, he didn't tell her he yeah, was in the same movie. Right. They were making, they were really going all out to make this not, nothing come out about this. I saw an interview with the Russo brothers that they had an assembly that was four hours plus. Yeah. I want to see that cut. I would no, too. They, they said it's not a cut. They just said they assembled all the footage Oh, and they were trying to decide what, they, I don't think that, a lot of the stuff was fleshed out. So there's at that okay. Point, yeah, just putting just everything in like had where it would be. Yeah. That yeah. they had filmed. Ah. So there's like an hour extra of of footage that never got used. Yeah, and then we'll you know stuff that's in the trailer. We'll get to that. That's not in the movie. But I, right away, look, we didn't in our review. Listener, if you have not heard a review, go back last episode. We we had a great discussion, but we didn't give credit to the people who need deserve credit, which are the comic book creators themselves. Thanos created by Mike Frederick and Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin is the name here to remember. First appearance of Thanos, Iron Man 55 in February 1973. And then the movie is loosely based on Infinity Gauntlet. Written by Jim Starlin and uh, penciled by George Perez, Ron Lim from 1992. And the storyline Infinity by Hickman in like 2013. Loosely combine both of these stories to give you what we saw on screen. But we can't. We got, I mean, those those things were great. And I got to tell you, I never read Infinity Gauntlet because in 92, I wasn't really into like their cosmic stuff. I was uh, Todd McFarlane was drawing Spider-Man. That's all I cared about. And X-Men, maybe. 
So uh, the the great thing about this MCU is they've got me invested in characters that I never read about, that I was not interested in reading. Like, I didn't care about Iron Man or Captain America comics or, or Infinity Gauntlet cosmic event. Uh, but now... Uh, I fucking love this version. What they've what they've. It was given a to hard us. thing to read because I was reading Silver Surfer at that time, and I was reading Guardians of the Galaxy at yeah. that time with Vince Astrovic and all these other fucking characters. And uh, there's just a fucking unlimited amount of characters that you've never heard right. of in this thing. Um, you know, so it's not an easy thing to read. Even if you started reading it now, you wouldn't recognize half these characters. They're like all different. I mean, the guardians of the galaxy that we know is not the guardians of the galaxy from the comics. It's completely, it's like a new version that they put together. Yep. So like you wouldn't even recognize a lot of stuff that was going on. Vladi, have you read infinity gauntlet? Uh, I had issue the issue where they all go after Thanos. I think it was four. Okay. Yeah. It's the only one I had as a kid, and I just read it over and over oh, and over okay. again. Okay. And I, and I never finished the series when I was a kid. To this mm. day, I never finished reading the series, but I know what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think I have all the issues from that whole series. I think I have like bits and pieces. Anthony, yeah. you ever read any of this? I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have not either. I am familiar with the story, but I have not sat down and read Infinity Gauntlet. I've I read recently, right after the movie, I went on Wikipedia and they have this, the summary of it, yeah. kind of the plot. So yeah. I read it there and I yeah. was like, I'm not all that impressed by this, but it's, it's obviously not the same yeah. as reading the comic. And we'll get into that. Cause we have a question from a listener about the, the comic, but the point is they've made great cliff notes. They've taken like with all the other movies, they've taken, you know, the, the title and kind of the gist loosely, loosely of the story and made it their own. Uh, I found this article that has some more information. Uh, directors of Infinity War just dropped some major spoilers at a high school Q and A. Oh, I saw that. What well, are the two things I love? First of all, that line, Tom Holland, when he dies, that says, "I don't want to go." That was all ad lib by Tom Holland. Amazing ad lib, and I think Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. probably ad lib back his line. But wow, what a performance by Holland! Can I say something about that? Yeah, I know a lot of people are feel it's cheap because they know. I mean, shit, Tom Holland's filming Spider-Man 2 in like right, two months. Right, So they know he's not fucking dying. Right. But I, I don't think Marvel's ever, their movies, if you're a comic book fan, first and foremost, you're fucking used to people dying and coming back. Absolutely. Death it's comics. Means, it's right. comics. Yeah. This, is, this is the medium. It's being translated on film. But it, for me, it's not the deaths that are, are meaningful. It's the way they got there. And I feel like in this instance, they really nailed the fact that this is a fucking kid yeah. And he's going through a moment that no kid wants to go through. He's fucking dying in the middle of his fucking father figure who can't do anything to help him. 100%. Very well and if you think yes. about Tony, that's all Tony has really uh, in his life aside from Pepper. Well, it's if if it, if we're getting down to it, Tony's motivations. Yeah. He is responsible for yep. this kid. Yep. And this kid just died in front of him. He yep. literally made this kid, enabled him to become a superhero. And now and then got him, him in the ass. I mean, it gave me chills. Just imagine his spider sense, like freaking out, which is probably why he was like, I feel funny. Like that's well, his, his, spider his sense. leg was disappearing too. Well, that too. And his spider <laughs> sense just, just going nuts. He doesn't know what this is. Wow. Yeah. No, I choked up and, but we know it's exactly like I, you I said. I feel that that moment yeah. was cheapened by all the previous deaths before it. If he was the first one to go, mm. it would have mm. been much more powerful than the last one. Was he but, the uh, last, last one? Yeah, I think he was. He was like, I think he was the last one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, because after at that point in time, I had seen everybody else die. So I was just like, all right, now anybody can die. Dude, poor Sam. Nobody even saw him die. And Rhodey's just like, Sam, you're around here? Like, he, yeah. ha- he has no idea he died. I mean, it was well acted. I just think yeah. that they probably could have made more impact if they put it 
further in, further in the front. So the he Russo said. brothers also said that Valkyrie and Korg, eh, they're probably still alive. Probably uh, jumped in an they escape pod, uh, made it out alive, which I was After seeing it four times, Thor says that Thanos killed only half the Asgardians. But where were the, I guess he took them into the ship, the ones that were still alive? I'm assuming he let, he they had them basically dead. Like everyone, like what they were like, y- all y'all are dying or yeah. some of y'all can live and leave. Well, I can, we kill the rest of these people. Oh, I see. Wow. So I don't know. They, I, eh, but they're they got away. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You have to do some work there. Yeah, yeah. You have to do some mental gymnastics of, okay, why the fuck did Valkyrie not fight back? Yeah. Why would they run? Why is she why would they run? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they also had Thanos start off with the power gem already. Yeah. So he destroyed. I mean, Xandar we saw, yeah, off all off screen. We, are we ever, are we ever going to see that maybe in another movie in a flashback? Uh, you know, we, does this create Nova? That would be interesting. Let's talk about the marketing a little bit because Paul Chomo from the Varmints podcast posted on our Facebook group uh, a comment that made me think we've talked about the trailers a little bit. He said, is it spoilery to say there's stuff in the Infinity War trailer that is not in the movie? They threw some red herrings at us, the bastards. This is why I'm not watching any more trailers for movies I intend to see in the theater. I think they used their Mr. X very cleverly to keep us spoiler-free, to stay ahead of us fans. Major things that weren't in the movie that were in the trailer, we all thought they were setting up the deaths for Cap and Tony when you oh, saw these trailers. That's good editing. That's, that's good, editing. good editing. Yes, that I can allow. The line where Thanos says, fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. He never says that line, you does You know why? That's, that's because they probably had that line, and then it when they work. did their... You know, yeah, it just didn't work yeah. for the film. But when they're making what right. you have to, yeah. when they're making these trailers, yeah. the movies aren't done. Yeah. May not have been in character of the Thanos right. they wanted at the time in the edit. Sure, I get it. Uh, that scene where Cap is standing next to uh, Black Panther and he pops his shield out. That quick scene, uh, it was nice. Not in the movie, uh, not a big deal. Uh, Banner next to the Hulkbuster kind of looked like he was tinkering with the Hulkbuster. Probably a cut scene for time. Uh, Anthony, did Thor ever say? Who the hell are you guys in the beginning when he wakes up? Uh, he says something like, something like, who are you guys? But he, yeah, but it's not I that reaction shot. He doesn't shot. say that line, yeah. no. Yeah, that reaction shot where they like mantis like waves and they're no, all like that, standing there. That doesn't that. happen. Uh, the they, me- they react by actually having all their guns yeah, up. Yeah, they ready pull to their fight, guns, yeah. right, which I like that better. Uh, the meeting in Wakanda where Cap and like Black Panther actually have like a, they do the handshake. They do like the Wakanda handshake. They didn't really do a handshake. Uh, Spider-Man swinging through the debris on Titan, which I thought was a cool scene in the trailer. It, it was a little bit different. He was saving Mantis. They put Thor's eye patch back on. To keep us uh, uh, not spoiled, which I think is hilarious. And then the biggest thing, that fucking running money shot where you see the Hulk in Wakanda. Not only is the Hulk not in Hulk form in Wakanda, that that scene never happens. I think that that's the most egregious thing that they did. Because let's say you're a Hulk fan and you're going to this movie... And then he's dead in the or he's out of the game in the first two minutes. And you're watching it and you're like, wait a minute. I saw the trailer. I know Hulk you want to know something. Yeah. Uh, when I went to the theater the first time to see it, that was the resounding thing I heard coming out of the Damn. theater. And I didn't want to hear that because I was I was the movie was getting ruined for me. But I heard he's like, what the fuck's up with the Hulk? Everybody was coming out saying like the Hulk shit was bullshit. So uh, I was like, all right, well, obviously people were uh, not not into that. Because they thought that maybe in the trailer that he was going to be in the final battle. That is the only one that is clearly shot to mislead. Because the context of that scene, Hulk was never going to be Hulk in the yeah. in, in Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. 
Bilotti, what's what? What's your take? Is this in, misleading enough to make you angry? Were we shortchanged the Hulk and Wakanda? No, it didn't really bother me. No? I mean, I, you get I mean, it. they spent a hell of a lot of money on putting CGI in a trailer, but you know, that's a good stuff point. Like too. That, yeah. Stuff like that never bothers me because that's been going on since I was a kid with movie trailers. You know, I mean, the movie delivered. Like I'm, yeah. I, you know, I think for I think if people are getting mad about trailers and stuff, I mean. You know, it's better than Batman versus Superman, where they show you the whole fucking movie oh, that in a series of trailers. Like every about dumpster fire, right. <laughs> a oh little fire. So I, it's just funny how some people get it kind of rubs them the wrong way. But like Anthony, you said in the beginning, this is the only way to stay ahead of people in the fucking digital social media age and not spoil things like you have. But when you have YouTube channels that are dedicated to analyzing right? every yeah. Frame of a trailer. Spider Man Homecoming, same thing. That that shot of him swinging with Tony flying by. That was never in the movie. I still think that if you just edit it better, yeah, and you don't have to do that other stuff. What do you but, think about the um, like Thor's eye patch rugs? Do I think that's that that doesn't really change anything? No, I'm just I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that this is the same thing. I'm saying like them putting like the shot of him landing on the bridge. He had two eyes, but in, obviously in the movie, it's one eyed. Do you, do you do you mind that where they take out like little little details like that? Like they also took out. There's numerous scenes in this where Hulk or Thanos is Wakanda and he still only has two gems. When uh, in the movie they he took has all out the, gems. the two. Well, see, I like those kind of edits because that now they're really like. I think that if, something if it's back. something like if it's something that doesn't change anything about what uh, like uh, if you're gonna go see the movie and Thor has one eye or two eyes, it doesn't really matter. Thor is in the movie, mm-hmm. but if you're Going to the movie thinking that, oh, Hulk's going to fuck some shit up in Wakanda, and then he doesn't. Then you're going to be like, you're going to have that feeling of being like, oh, that's fucked up. I thought this was going to happen, and it's not happening. Bilotti, didn't you want to see Bruce Hulk out of the Hulkbuster suit when he got swarmed by the Outriders? How fucking sick. Didn't you see a toy that they had the Hulk busting out of the Hulk? Yeah, the Funko Pop. I feel like that may have been in the movie at one point, and they No, I don't think so. I think they, they... Lately, someone mentioned this on the group, but lately they've been releasing the toys, and they people are thinking this is a spoiler, and the toys are not spoiling. It's completely different. They're just different. Things. Yeah. Hmm. The Hulk, the Hulk thing. I did notice the Hulk thing. That was probably the only thing that I was like, wait, I thought in a trailer Hulk was like in the battle, but I mean, it was kind of interesting to see where they're going because I think they said that um, who was it? Kevin Feige was talking about Hulk having his own three movie arc yep. and this being the middle of the arc. So I'm yeah, kind of, I remember here, I remember seeing that. Okay. Yeah. This, if this is the second movie, so we need the, the redemption story, him to come back. Yeah. I think they're saving a the big gun for the, the fourth movie. You know, I think he's going to make his redemption arc. I saw something online that maybe instead of becoming the green Hulk, green. Oh, becomes yes. red Hulk. Or does Ross, maybe Ross becomes like in the comics, general Ross becomes the red Hulk. Maybe I Ross know it's Ross the in the Hulk. comics, but the Marvel doesn't give a fuck. They'll do whatever you they want. You think they would make Bruce the Red Hulk? Because why not? Mm. They made they made War Machine. They made Iron Patriot uh, Rhodes. When in the comics, it's Norman Osborn. That's true. Oh, that's true. Oh, Norman Osborn was. That's right. He was the Iron Patriot. So yeah, it changed a lot of things. They could I, do that. I could see. Red I could Hulk see them. Cool. I could see it being like one of those things where Hulk never wants to come back, so yeah. he has to reinvent yeah. the serum and yeah. makes himself Red Hulk. And he's like more anger based and maybe he's uncontrollable. Red, well, Red Hulk is actually can like speak complete sentences. And oh, that's true. Right. He person. would be smarter. Yeah. I see them going Red Hulk more than like Gray Hulk. Nobody remembers Gray Hulk. Gray Hulk, Hulk. That's great. Joe, Joe, <laughs> it's Mr. not Fix different it. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Fix It, he was a bouncer and he was fucking smart and wore like oh, white great. suits. No. I love Mr. Yeah. Fix It. Mr. Fix It was great. And it, Red, I think, would play better visually. It would play better because we're, we're, we've seen Hellboy work. 
Would they ever introduce what was remember what was Banner's Rick Jones? What happened to Rick Jones? Would they ever introduce Rick Jones, make him into uh that other Hulk that he becomes? A bomb? A bomb? I don't think anybody wants to see that. You can't even do Rick Jones in this universe. Like, it's not gonna happen. No, they're not gonna do that. No, there's no, no Rick Jones. There was a Rick Jones in the uh, Ed Norton movie. Oh, there was. But yeah, there was? He was, yeah. yeah. He pushes the guy out of the way. Oh, that's right. He saved them in the beginning. Ed Norton one or the Banna? Chris, or uh, maybe Banna. I'm getting it too confused. Eric yeah, Banna. And yeah, Eric yeah. Banna yeah, 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 that one. He pushes him out of the way. Uh, all right, let's move on. I got some questions. Sean Burns posted a, a, a thread of questions, and some of them are silly, but some are kind of good. Thought we could go through and answer some of them. Sean Burns starts it. He goes, here's my burning question. Did they just kill Howard the Duck? Cue the music. Which is kind of a joke question. Do you guys think Howard was one half the half Thanos no, killed? He was. He, he could have. He could be killed. He was on Contraxia, remember in uh, Guardians of the. Vulga- yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Half of the yep. universe, yeah. he yeah. could be. He could be he on the could table. Be dead. Of being, Chris William yeah. asks, "Why didn't Thor cut off Thanos' arm?" So there's a lot of people asking. Dylan McCandless uh, follows Are up. We with, answering these well, questions? No, but here's oh. here's the follow up. He says, "Or Iron Man, since he can spawn things from his new arbor." Or Doctor Strange, who surely could have cut it off using a portal like Wong did to call Obsidian. I have been asking myself the same question. Hell, Wild Mantis had him sedated. Just cut the dude in half and remove the gauntlet at your leisure. Good points. Those are good points. <laughs> oh, good points. I can't really. I was going to try to make an argument for these, but these are good points. It's just, just cut it right off. I think the Thor one is a little like he's he just threw the fucking hammer at him. So he wasn't necessarily, I mean, he was aiming for Thanos, but I don't think he was aiming to cut off his arm. The other ones, yeah, he probably should I do love that moment where he's, Thanos is like, you should have went for the head. And he fucking snaps his fingers. That was fucking badass. That was pretty cool. Why didn't you go for the head? Cut the head off. (laughs) Well, they're clearly writing it so they don't kill Thanos so they can get to the next movie. They need a part four, guys. (laughs) Thanos will return. So because of... Convenient writing. Okay, that's why. why. Raymond Swanson asks, why did they keep the new arm from Bucky at the farm in Wakanda when he clearly could have used it to help with his chores? Yeah, they just made him walk around. (laughs) Sure, he's just like teasing him with the arm. Like, you can get it, but you gotta like... uh... He's dangling it from above. He's throwing around pills Maybe he was too reliant upon the fake arm and he needed to... You know, the, the other arm was atrophying a little bit, and he needed to start you using You learn how the, to jerk off arm. with the other arm. That's yeah. what you got to do. He's he throwing had, around he bills of hay. to learn to be human again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waited There's so no long. reason for that either. <laughs> uh, and then Kate Theum from uh, See Here's the Thing podcast asks, what did Shuri, Shuri really accomplish in her lab with Vision? I don't know. Some people say that they got, I don't know, that they got him disconnected from the, the gem, but I don't. There's my theory. There's some. Oh, go ahead. Vision's coming back in, in white. Body. Yes, because I love that line where Bruce is like, look, he's more than the soul gem. He's part Jarvis. He's part Ultron. He's part Banner. He's part Stark. He's everything in one. So he may be a little bit different, but then him being white, he could join up with Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, go to California, West Coast Avengers. Boom. There you go. See, that's the thing that I don't get. If they, they say that, they could have just yanked the thing out of it and destroyed it like immediately. Like the vision is the only character that doesn't have a family, that isn't human, that probably won't die if you did that. Yeah. 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 And they, so if they like if so if you really wanted to like save the universe and not have a movie uh, another movie, you could have just instantly destroyed that that thing at the beginning of the of the threat. So I it's just weird. He's the guy who 
If he survives this, I'm going to be so pissed. He I think his die. character's dead, yeah. It's better if he's dead, because otherwise, if he comes back, they could have done it the whole time. I think they've written his character this, that this is his end, because he had the redemption of uh, killing uh, called one of the fucking Corvus Glaive. Right. Um, yeah. He begins to profess his love to, to uh, Wanda. Scarlet Witch, yeah. Wanda. Yeah. She sacrifices him and gets to kill him and make the right choice. They rewind that. Thanos kills him. Like, there's nothing left for that character to do. Uh, Bilotti, do you think Yo. the post, the pre-snap deaths are going to stick moving forward? Some of them are and some of them aren't. Ah. I'm, not a, I'm not a liberty to say. Whoa, what the fuck? Oh, you, I, what? What do you know? I'm not telling you anything. I get my, no, I okay. can't say shit. Well, look, now that I've had a week to talk, think about it, here's my theory. I think Heimdall definitely stays dead. Loki stays dead. I think Vision comes back rebuilt by Shuri because she may have downloaded enough of his shit on her computer in Wakanda. And I think Gamora is trapped in the Soul Stone and we may see her later in Guardians 3. Mm. So who's dead? Uh, only Loki and Heimdall, I think, will be the actual deaths. Mm. Okay. That's my theory. I could see that. I could see them going the other way, too, and keeping Vision dead and Gamora dead. I mean, the... the, the I think you, you're definitely going to... I think you'll definitely see Gamora... The actress Zoe Saldana in the time in the Soul Stone for sure. Right, then Soul. I don't know if she necessarily comes back. Hmm. I, I know. Last week I was like, I don't see how they make a Guardians movie, but I really think that she's gonna. The actress is gonna be busy with Avatar. But you could do flashbacks too, and you could do flashbacks, and and I think you could do Soul. You World. could add another layer to uh, a Star Lord's character for the next film yeah, where he's yeah. dealing with. with I kind of like that. Yeah, have him having this loss. How he deals with it. How he continues to carry on. Uh, that shit would be cool. Okay, here's one more question that I asked, uh, that I was wondering. Now that he's made Stormbreaker, does that mean Horseface Thor is coming? Is this Beta the Ray coming Bill. of Beta Ray Bill in the next Thor movie? Perhaps that would be. Why would he? Why would he? Because uh, that's his weapon. Stor- yeah, but it was never forged. Sto- but Stormbreaker traditionally belongs to Beta Ray Bill. It does, but in this universe, it's, it, it wasn't could be Beta anything. Ray yeah, yeah, they did. You, did you ask this after he Thor Ragnarok? Because his face is in Thor his Ragnarok. His face is in Thor Ragnarok. No, it was that and then Stormbreaker. And I was like, Beta Ray Bill. Bring it, Beta Ray come. Bill. I don't Unless think, I, Thor gets Mjolnir back, he doesn't get that. that yeah. yeah. I don't I don't. I mean, I don't think you're getting a Beta Ray Bill movie. No. Then again, no. I didn't think you would ever get a Guardians movie. Right. But right. I mean, I think you could, I don't know. You could do it in, a, in another Thor movie. All right. Let's, I say it's slim to none. Let's dive into some plot holes because what this movie does is it fixes a lot some plot holes that have been created in the MCU, but it also creates more plot holes or plotholes, depending on how you pronounce that word. Uh, uh, <laughs> plotholes. <laughs> oh, I put the space in the wrong place. That's my fault. Uh, that's a typo. Okay. Plothole number one. Uh, Bloody, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Why would Gamora go to nowhere and risk being that close to Thanos if she had a secret that she knew he can't get? Why wouldn't she have gone with Thor and Rabbit and Tree uh, to uh, forge the thingy? I have no idea. I, c- I couldn't figure that out either. Okay. I got one. All right, I got Anthony, the answer you, for you. You give me the answer. She was trained by Thanos, and you notice immediately she goes for that throat punch that he used on Hulk. Stabs her in the neck, yeah. Or stabs him punches him in the neck, yeah, punches yeah. him in the neck, yeah. and then stabs him. Yeah. Maybe she thought she was the only one that knew how to kill him. That could take him down. Yeah, and he kind of he kind of played into that. He played into it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, here's the big question. I know Rugs. I may have also had this question, Rugs. 
Why wouldn't Thanos, with all his increased power, just increase resources instead of cutting half of That's the population? That's one way to go about it. You could do a million things other than killing everybody, but um, but I don't he's, know. But he's a mad titan, not a reasonable titan. Well, he's not really a mad titan in this. He they, they in in the Marvel universe, he's the mad titan. He's in love with death. He's a nihilist, which is why he want. Which in, is why the killing makes sense. It, well, yeah, he. He's doing it for death because death, the, there was too many people living and not enough people dying. And death was like, oh, that's the source of her her being. So she, she was she needed that to be balanced. And Thanos is like, I want to impress you. So I'm going to do this. But he had this plan before he met her, too. But he then he also did it to woo her. Yeah, well, he was already a nihilist and a, and a people, right. guy who liked killing people. Right. In this movie, he seems to be sympathetic well, he well he wants to he he's t- keeps telling uh, Gamora that everybody's happy that whenever that that tragedy happened to that planet or whatever and everybody is uh, when he killed off the half the population and now they're all better and that's this is his vision this is his way of actually doing good and everything but nobody understands him and he and he's the only one with the balls to do it what needs to be done yeah so he he's he is not a nihilist. He's something else. He's something Sociopath. like he's, he's, a, <laughs> he's a a person who thinks he's doing the right thing, but doesn't realize that it, it it's wrong. So, but at the same time, there's a if you have a glove that can make anything happen. Right, there's a million things. There's you a could million do. things you can make people sterile up until they're forty, that, Rick, and, you know, or something. Any, any the million things you can it's do. It's just it's just easier and uh, cleaner to just kill half the people. Just random. More efficient. Yeah, it's more efficient. He's not doing all that In thinking. His head. Yes. He's not gonna fucking bother with the the accounting of who goes and who stays and why. Yeah, but nothing changes. That's the thing. That's it. I I said last time, nothing changes. Like the people who who are polluting shit are still gonna. Half of them will still be left. Like it's like all of all of these problems. Like the minute half of these people fuck, like within three or four years, it's all it's all it's it's already undone. So it's like it's a temporary. You know what's funny is like nothing will really solve that because increasing resources also tends not to work because there's still shitty people stealing resources. We're still overpopulating. There's still the same percentage of people suffering. People taking. So you have to get rid of the takers. You got to take. That's what I said last time in this fucking novel that you put out there pretty much backs me up 100%. I read, anybody read this book, Ishmael? This is why I put it in here because this is a weird philosophical novel about a guy who answers an ad in the paper. It says, uh, looking for someone who wants the answers to to the to life, come to this address. This guy goes to this address. Inside is a, is a, a room with a glass window and there's a gorilla sitting in this room. He is a telepathic gorilla who proceeds to tell this man the uh, civilization and man's history from his point of view. And in this, he makes the point that, look, there's five billion in the people in the world. A billion people are starving. We are making food for six and a billion people. In a few years, there will be six billion people in the world. We'll be making food for seven billion people. There's still a billion people starving. As you increase this, you can make more food, but the percentage of starving people remains the same. It doesn't work also. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. There's people who take and people who, who don't. And and by having the population indiscriminately, you're not changing anything. There's still going to be that 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 population that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, there's no easy way to fix the fucking universe. Okay, here's a great one that a lot of people had questions. Kate Theum starts it out asking on the group, is the Infinity Gauntlet toast and the stones after that magical snap? Dylan McCandless says... 
When exactly did Eitri make the gauntlet for Thanos? It must have happened before the events of Age of Ultron. So why didn't Asgard defend them? Was it during Loki's rule when he pretended to be Odin? And if the gauntlet is a new invention and not some ancient artifact, why did Odin have a fake of it in his treasure room? Was Eitri basing his design off an infinity gauntlet that previously existed? Or perhaps just a legend that Odin was evoking through his fakery? This is a great plot hole they've created when did he yeah make this, this is a weird problem right? plot hole you can't avoid what is it anthony it's very hard you can't really explain it the reason it happened is because when they made thor they were putting in the gauntlet as a nice little easter egg just to be in the background just to be in the background yeah. not knowing yeah. that eventually this would be the centerpiece of yeah. their storyline <laughs> two three eight or six seven years later because if you don't remember at the time Avengers was considered a huge risk and people were like, how are they going to do this? How can they bring in this many characters? It wasn't the sure thing that no, everyone thought that it movie was, so. was going to make or break them at that moment. Right. So yeah. Thor, it was basically an Easter egg in Thor. And then that wasn't planned to be the main uh, basis of a movie eight years later. And then, so they did work around and then they did a yeah. work around on the work. They, 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 they did do a couple workarounds. Yeah. They had him at the end of Ultron going fine. I'll do it myself. Which is still before when Eitri technically tells Thor when he made the gauntlet for Thanos. Well, who knows? Who knows when he says, who fine, knows? I'll do it myself. And so, Anthony, you saw the movie four times. That thing in his in his lab, is that the mold? I, I thought that, that is a mold. Okay, so I thought it was another one. But if that's the mold, that means he can mold another one if they can get that thing laid up again. I don't, I right. don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll... Well, who knows what they'll yeah. do. Uh, another plot hole created, we kind of just talked about it, Gamora... In the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, when you have the intro of the characters in her dossier, it says that she was the last survivor of the Zehoberi people, but clearly she's not because Thanos is like, they're all in paradise right now. Uh, so whatever created. Here's a fixed plot hole. We know how Thor used dark energy to ride the Bifrost after it broke in Avengers to show up on that Quinjet for the save. Mm-hmm. because of Heimdall doing the same thing to send Hulk to Earth. So that's a nice little bit that, that ties well together. And they fix the broken timeline from Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, the Russo brothers basically laughed it off, saying it was not eight years between movies. It was uh, Avengers happened four years yeah. before They fucked up Homecoming. on that one. Yes. Eight, eight years later, it never made any sense. In Spider-Man Homecoming. No, so and now, you know, Tony makes it a point to say six, uh, six years. I've been fucking thinking about this guy. Uh, so, but I also thought that was weird. Like, he knew about Thanos six years ago? How did he know? Who knew about Thanos? T- Tony Stark. He didn't know. Yeah. He just was anticipating. He knew an invasion was. He had just had a gut feeling. There was a was force coming. coming. Yeah. 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 He knew something was coming that sent those aliens down. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't just Loki. And then pro- I, I just say the scene where um, yeah. Thanos is like Stark. He's like, you know me. He's like, I do. Yeah. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Yeah. Rewatching that. I'm like, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking good. That little. That's from the mind stone, right? That's when he gets the mind stone and he's able to access stuff like that. Is I, it- I think, I think he just knew like he just, he did his scout. He knew his, his, what he was come up against against earth. <laughs> You know what my our good buddy Michael Tchaikovsky points out yeah. is that Ultron was an agent of Thanos because wasn't he created with the um the Chitauri? Uh no, what was the, the stone? stone? Oh yeah, yeah. Was, the yeah. Mind Stone. It was That's the Mind right. Stone. Yeah. He was created with the Mind Stone. Mm. So he's basically an, an infinity soldier, if you will. So that Ooh. could be his connection to Tony Stark. Maybe he got it through the through that stone. 
Bloody, what'd you think of the Black Order, uh, looks wise and uh, character wise? They're all right. They were kind of like, uh, I mean, uh, who's Ebony Maul? Is that the guy with no, with he has uh, no nose? Yeah, no nose. Yeah. He was the best. He was great. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah. The other guys are just. See, this this is where my annoyance comes in with with um, Black Widow. That those guys like manhandle Vision and Scarlet Witch, right. but then she Black comes Widow. in and she could hold her own. I'm yeah. like, come on, she, this bitch should have been done after the first movie. She's fighting giant aliens. How is that? Uh, they're not just completely. Proxima Midnight is the only one for me that I'm like, why did they use a real actress? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she, she looked anyone like that a, has human like characteristics like that, just yeah. throw the prosthetics on there and. and Get a real person on screen. If they spoke more, I think they would have been stronger characters. I, yeah, but. I mean, I wish they had name introductions and a little bit more fleshed yeah, out character. There's a missing scene there that could have been could have beefed up those characters a lot with Thanos. Yeah, there's a couple of things that are left out in this movie that are like, right, what? Maybe that should have been in here. Maybe, but maybe we will see well, it in different two hours and a half. Right, there's yeah. plenty of things so. packed in here enough already. Also, last last uh, plot hole for me. How did Gamora know about the Soul Stone? Will we find out later? Maybe how she actually found out. That just kind of came well, out. She of was sent to find it. Oh, he yeah, did didn't, send didn't, her. Didn't she said yeah, she, she was sent to find it. She got the map. She, she lied. That's it. Yeah, right. they showed that. Uh, that's yeah. not a okay. plot hole, Imran. That's not Jesus plot Christ, hole. that's paying attention to the goddamn that's movie. That's being an asshole. That's, uh, that's <laughs> an asshole. That's a Don't slack be a crazy hole. maker. Don't be a crazy maker. <laughs> uh, okay, that last one was a fixed asshole. My asshole. That was, that was just Imran asking a question. That was not a plot hole. <laughs> uh, let's move into Avengers 4 theories. What do we think is going to happen? I want to start with the title. What do we think is going to be called? There was something that came out that was like Avengers Endgame. I hate that. I don't like that either. Even though Strange says this is the Endgame, I don't like that title. We can do better. What do you think it should be called? Bloody Go. Secret Wars. Uh, I think it should be called Avengers 4, what Hawkeye was doing. And it's just like his point of view of what was happening. Where the fuck was Ant-Man? Yeah. How about, uh, yeah. <laughs> Rugs, what do you think Avengers 4 should be called? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Avengers what 4, it how the fuck we're going to fix this? I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see how they're going to reverse this. What do you want to see, uh, Anthony? What do you want to see the title be? Uh, shit, I suck at this stuff. I got nothing, man. Make up yeah. a funny one. I like this Avengers Assemble. That would be kind of cool. I like Avengers Assemble. I saw that one. New Avengers? Mm. Would they go Infinity Gauntlet after Infinity War? Or is it too similar? I think yeah, that would be too like, similar. I think it's too similar. Mm. They're holding it for a reason. You know, oh, so yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what story they could name it after that would like give it away, you know, because they're, they're clearly not telling us it for they're not telling it for a reason because apparently it's going to be a spoiler. So. When, and when are they going to tell us? Because they're not going to be at Hall H at San Diego. So we're not going to find out in the summer and maybe not till later this year when they release the trailer that they actually announced the name of the goddamn movie. Huh. It might be when they do um, D23. Oh, yeah, there's D23, isn't there? They're not doing they're not. They're not releasing any uh, info on anything until Avengers 4 comes out. What if it's Avengers Vengeance? A Revengers. <laughs> Re Avengers the Revengers. Avengers Back to the Future. Avengers Sevenfold. Oh, that's it. It's yeah. I like that. Aven Avengers. Uh, where the fuck is everybody? Uh, so uh, you guys have any theories for, for what's going to happen? I mentioned my theory about Vision. I think Sherry rebuilds Vision. And um, they yeah, we talked into, about that. Yeah. I think I think I mentioned last week. People, each character jumping into each gem and having to, one has to go. I don't think time. Adam Warlock's going to be involved. No, no, I don't not. think so either. So uh, the Warlock thing. This is what I think is going to happen in Guardians Three. 
if Gamora is in the Soul Stone, maybe Warlock is there and he finds her because he, Adam Warlock, has the connection to the Soul World, and the Soul Gem, and that's how he's introduced maybe in Guardians 3. I don't know. But there's nothing... So, like you, you, I know you're basing that off the comics. There's nothing to suggest no. that Adam Warlock has anything to do with the Soul Stone. No, at this in, point. in fact, it's yeah, that's true. And it seems like Captain Marvel is going to play a big, the, like, the big Vis- role. Vision didn't have the Mind Stone. All right, in his fucking let's head just let's just do like a a general question. All right, in order for this to be undone, all right, if that's what they're going for, if they're going to undo what Thanos did by putting someone has to wield the gauntlet. So who's wielding the gauntlet? And fixes the shit. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. You, th- you think they has? Th- what, didn't they show that the gauntlet actually is busted? It's destroyed. It. So my other theory is that the- yeah, but it works because it got him into that. It got him away. But I don't think they can use them in conjunction anymore. I think I think Anthony's right. I think the individual stones being held by someone is going to be what's going to happen. And there may not be a gauntlet, but there will be the stones. The stones will play a big right, part. But you can use the time stone. Yeah. You can put the gauntlet on and then go back in time yeah. before that happens. I do think there's going to so be... Who's going to wield the, the gauntlet and fix everything? Someone's going to wear it and and go back in time and fix everything. They got to fix the gauntlet There's going to be a time travel thing. There's going to be show, a time jump or time travel. They show the set photos from the first Avengers movie. There's a time, there is a time travel thing. Spoiler alert. They are wearing... Maybe they'll go time travel, but they'll go like alternate universe, like... This is what would have happened in this scenario. And when we go back and we have to fix this and this. This is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to go back to the original Avengers and get Loki's staff and then just break it and break the stone right there. There you go. From the first movie. <laughs> yeah. And just stop everything right there. Then That's what where happens. the Mind Stone comes from. Yeah. Then what happens? None of it happens. Yeah. Don't you think it's curious, though, that after <laughs> Gamora died, after he snapped his finger, Thanos in his limbo state still saw... The young Gamora. Well, he's got the soul stone. He could see her soul. So she's still kind of alive, maybe. The see, that's the thing there. that I picked up from seeing it a second time. Yeah. I started to, and this is something that you shouldn't have to do, but I did because I wanted to enjoy the movie more, is that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do some work now. I'm not going to just sit there and see what's at face value and and take it in. I'm going to like now apply my knowledge of the stones apply everything that they did not give me yeah. to know about yeah. these things yeah. and and do some work. So like where Bilotti just said, well, he knows about Tony because he's using the mind gem and he can kind of access that information. They don't ever really tell you that that's that stone can do that. Right, right. Even even in all the stone that mind stone has been around, no one's mentioned that you can do that. But but okay, so and so when I saw uh young Gamora, I was thinking, okay, that's a soul stone. And then other things, I'm like, okay, that must be that stone. He's traveling from the space stone. He's using that to travel. So I started to kind of see what the stones were doing more, but I had to like really apply my knowledge in order to do that. It wasn't like something that the movie gave me where I could figure it out. You had to like, work a little bit. Is what I think saying. the Gamora yeah. one is the most obvious because it's the background lighting is all orange. Yeah. So that, oh, yeah. It's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty yeah. close to being like, yeah, she's, it's the soul stone. She's in, he's in the soul stone when he does that. He's accessing the soul stone. But, and where, yeah. where is everyone, everyone that was uh, at post snap, where are they? Are they in the soul world? Are they in the quantum realm? Are they trapped somewhere waiting to be released? Or is it going to have to be a time reversal thing? It's probably going to have to be a time, time reversal. Thing. I'm calling. Maybe it. they're in the, maybe they're in the quantum realm, right? Maybe, maybe in Ant Man, you see a hint of like, why are all these people in here? But that I was mean, before. In, in the comics, 
uh, Nebula goes back into the, before everybody was killed. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the comics. We're, we're going to break down exactly how they defeat Thanos in the comics. Uh, I found this great article on The Hollywood Reporter titled, To Save the Future, Marvel Studios Must Forget Its Past. I wanted to know what you guys think. I kind of like the point it's making here because Marvel now is in the position to do something in the movies that they can change and do differently than the comic books regarding event situations, event titles. You know, initially event comics crossovers were great, but as a comic book reader, if you're a longtime comic book reader, you know that when they keep doing them year after year and they don't really mean anything, that it wears thin really quickly. Well, that's the whole thing about this movie. Yeah. You can't you can't just go in blind and never seen a Marvel movie and sit down and watch it. Right. So, um y- if you're going to watch this movie, you have to do some homework. You have to do some viewing of, of things to get at least an idea of what's going on to really enjoy this movie without being fucking confused. And, you know, this article makes a great point that what Black Panther did so well, it was like a beginner Marvel movie. You could walk into this movie not knowing, and it would kind of introduce you to the universe. It had, it had nothing really to do with any other movie. No, it didn't. And, in fact, it's funny. Like, you don't have to watch Black Panther to really enjoy Infinity War because... There's nothing really in that movie except for just some characters that you're going to know that is directly tied. But do you think that they have to uh, tread cautiously moving forward in terms of these big event movies? Like, will people get tired of that? Should they just do really strong solo little team up movies for a while and then boom, all of a sudden throw them all back together in one big fucking Avengers movie? How do we prevent people getting tired of, of I these think big that things? you have very few um, desirable event movies that you can do. So they've done Civil War, they've, where they yeah. have all the heroes fight each other. They've done Age of Ultron, sort of, which was an They event. did Age of Ultron, which they've done, kind of. They can't really touch that again. And now you've got Infinity Gauntlet. What else you got? you got Secret Wars, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I love the way this, this article ends. They said, so after Avengers 4, you should pull the plug, Marvel, Walk away from the form you so successfully pioneered. Do something new. Let others keep trying to duplicate you while you tell standalone stories that matter. I, I kind of love that. Anthony, what do you think they should do moving forward? I, I do what they're doing, man. I mean, what what at this point in the juncture, I mean, I can't really question anything they've done. I mean, they're making a shit ton of money. They're making critically acclaimed films. Everyone's loving their shit. I mean, they're on... In the span of a year, and I know we have our disagreements on the quality of the films, but the, all these films are critically acclaimed and made money. Yeah, Guardians money. Two, yeah. Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, now Avengers and Infinity War. In the span of a year, five movies, all critically acclaimed, all hugely very profitable, and people are talking about these movies. I don't think this is the time to question them. I think this is the time to sit back and be like, enjoy shit, you guys. You, know, you guys are doing it. Keep going, doing what you're doing. I think. Obviously, following Infinity War and the Avengers 4, they'll probably go back to the standalone films, and that's probably a smart choice. Yeah. But they'll bring them together when they want to make another fucking $2 billion. Like, they're going to create a whole, new, a whole new kind of crossover. I think they're going to write a crossover just for the movies because they've burned through a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, like World War Hulk, yep. they can't do yep. anymore. Yep. Uh, House of M, they can do with X-Men. Uh, Secret Invasion, that's a big one that they could do. Well, they're kind of doing uh, the crawl the, the screen big, war. The big we'll one see. that I think that would make the next billion or two billion would be if they built it up enough. So this would take another probably five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. 
but Avengers versus the X-Men. Yes. Yeah, oh, they could do that. Bilotti, do you think people will tire of these epic crossover events in the movies like they have in the comic books eventually? I mean, the money's still there. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's very obvious people are not tired, and people are not tired of Star Wars either. I mean, this has been 30 years. I mean, not full-on 30 years of Star Wars movies, but... You know, the audience is there, man. I mean, if they keep making these movies till I'm in my my 90s, I'm still going to see them. I, they, you know, there was an article that they were like, we just had meetings about 2024 and 2025, yeah. Kevin Feige. I mean, remember like a year or so on this podcast, maybe two years ago, we were talking about superhero fatigue. Yeah. It I never mean, that, happened. Is that it, a it thing? Has, no, no one's bringing that up now. No. Except for it James Cameron. Rugs. <laughs> He's not. That's not the point he was well, making. Well, that, that's not exactly <laughs> what he's saying. I know. I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. He, you have to read the whole I, article. It's about Don't the science. I get it. No, I know. I mean, as long as as long as there's people in charge that are hiring creative directors and yeah. letting their directors yeah. do their thing, like yeah. for instance, like Black Panther or Thor yeah. Ragnarok, where you had very talented directors coming in and, and putting their spin on the genre. I mean, as long as they're making good films, people are going to watch it. That's what it seems like to me. The other amazing thing I thought about Infinity War and just the MCU in general, like you just said, we have Peyton Reed movie. There's a uh, Ryan Coogler movie, Taika Waititi, John Watts, yet they all feel Marvel. And then in this movie, you had elements of James Gunn, uh, Peyton Reed, all that flair in this movie, but it all kind of felt consistent. Uh, I read James Gunn actually wrote some of the dialogue for The Guardians, to, to keep really keep things tight. It's just amazing how they make it consistent, but each movie also stands alone with its own artistry, but it all feels like Marvel. Like, it's a fucking well, amazing formula. They're basically reshaping the Marvel universe to be their own thing and not the comics. Right. And there's going to be a certain time where, like, the comics are going to be irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I'm afraid of more than anything. And it's already happening, but, like, at a certain point in time, I'm going to have to ask myself if I'm on board with whatever gonna, they're going to do next. And uh, I don't know. I like I, I, I stopped watching the DC shows. I stopped watching a lot of the stuff that I was watching a year ago, two years ago. Mm. Because uh, So I, I can't really say that there's not going to be a, a, a moment where I get tired of it. I mean, you, everybody's got their own thing. But I think from coming from where I am, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there was fucking... Four shows, five shows of superheroes on TV, and I don't even watch them, any of them. Yeah. when And, you know, and remember how excited we were when, like, Arrow and Flash started? And uh, and there was that first crossover. Yeah. And then, the second crossover you know, was a lot better. You guys, do you see this fan-made <laughs> art? Or even the Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. There, you know, there were, like, also let, a decline in quality, right? Yeah, but, so these aren't let, letdowns in that way. They're entertaining, and they're, and they're, they pump it so much money into these things. But at a certain point in time, I'm like, okay, Gotham's never going to be Batman, right? Um, Arrow's not really Arrow; it's Batman light. Yeah, Arrow's it's like, Batman. You know, it's like Flash isn't really the Flash. So and none of these things are them. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I lost interest for some reason. So I don't know. I feel like it could happen to me uh, if uh, these things drift too far and become too shaped by Disney to for their own narrative, and then the comics become irrelevant. Interesting, and become something different and. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be there in in ten years. I don't know if I'm going to be there in five years. As as gung ho, I might begrudgingly watch it on cable or something. You I know? think as long as they don't reboot it, you know, if they bring someone else to be Tony Stark, I think that's when I check out. But I don't think they're going to do that. They have to. They have to stay true to their continuity in order for me to care personally. Once they start recasting people, I'm just going to be like, eh. you can have Tony be like the Jarvis character moving forward. How about the fact that Tony? <laughs> what? 
Like he would be like the AI. Like he dies, but his AI lives inside the suits. Somebody else. Oh, he would totally do that. Yeah, Yeah, easy job for fucking Downey Jr. Speaking of Downey Jr., I love the fact that this is the ninth time he has played Iron Man in uh, ten years. Beating, doing the same thing Hugh Jackman did with Wolverine, only a lot quicker. Hugh Jackman played Wolverine nine times in eighteen years. RDJ nine times in ten years. Uh, so I don't know how you replace him. I think you got to keep his voice around. Did you guys see this fan-made uh, bunch of movies? Phase four, somebody's wish list uh, graphic. I and uh, this isn't real, but I would totally be down with it. If you haven't seen it, listener, basically you got a Spider-Man Academy, Doctor Strange, Illuminati, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Black Widow, Leviathan, the Mighty Thor, the Fantastic Four, the Wasp escapes from the Microverse. Black Panther Secret Empire, Spider-Man Dimensions, Nova, Captain Marvel and the Valkyries, Ant-Man versus the Masters of Evil, Warlock, Thunderbolts with Deadpool in the O, and Avengers X. That could be like Avengers versus X-Men. Pretty pretty good uh, uh, graphic design on this one. Pretty good pick of movies. Like, I like this. Like, there's small team-up movies. There's solo movies. This is kind of the direction I think they should go. I mean, Black... Let's let's talk about what we know is going to happen. Spider Man is going to come out. Yes. Guardians is going to come out. Yes. Black Panther um, Two is going to happen. Black Panther Two is definitely going to come out. Um, after that, I mean, they they I think they hired a writer for Black Widow. Correct. I think that will happen. Okay. Doctor Strange, I think they'll eventually do that. But there are a lot of thoughts that Doctor Strange actually works better as a ah, side character as an in ensemble, movies. huh? Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Um, I could see a Nova movie coming out. They shouldn't sure. even bother with Fantastic Four. You, you're out on Fantastic. No Four. Fantastic. Four. Absolutely. Wow. Completely irrelevant now. Oh. I don't know how. I don't know how you make that relevant in this MCU. I mean, you could take the characters from Fantastic Four that are cool, like Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer and all that shit. Anthony, imagine Doctor Strange Illuminati, where they form the Illuminati and the fucked up shit happens. Like that's kind of badass. I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't that. mind that. Right. I. I. They. The thing Marvel had, especially if they get this Fox deal, is they. Not only haven't they had not had the X Men, but they really haven't had any of their iconic villains to play with. That's true. Like Magneto and and Doom are like big time, and they yeah, haven't had yeah, any yeah, of those. Yeah. And I do think their villains have been getting better in the past year. If you look at villain movie by movie, like they're working on their villain problem. They haven't. They fixed it. Better. It's gotten better. It's not completely fixed, but it's a lot better. Well, this is the first time they did the DC formula of making it all about the villain. Right. 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 Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I think Thanos was, and I think it worked pretty good. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it yeah, it was very great. compelling. I mean, they did the same thing kind of with Black Panther, where they had the villain had a, a pretty big role. You got a little bit of background on him and stuff. Yeah, so they should keep doing it. Yeah, they're villain. They're definitely what they should do. And I wish they hadn't already. Is they shouldn't kill their villains. They shouldn't. No, they always do. They always they do. do. They have. They have killed all the good <laughs> ones. They like so to far. kill their villains. Well, you know what they could. You know what they That is why done? you get Ghost and Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Black. Yeah. <laughs> or if she's the big bad, we don't right. know. But if they didn't kill like uh, Loki and all these characters, what they could have done, especially with the Fox deal, they could have done. Um, remember that story, Acts of Vengeance, where all the villains teamed up. It was like in the eighties. Oh, uh, I think so. And they had like. The villains were like trading off the heroes that they were fighting. So like Magneto was like, I'm not going to fight the X-Men. I'm going to fight the Avengers. And Loki was like to throw them fighting off. the X-Men. Yeah. yeah, they were throwing yeah. them off. I mean, that was a really cool story when I was a kid. They could oh, that's do that. Neat. Yeah. yeah. They could open it. And then they could do the coming of Galactus. Um, 
I mean, there's a lot of shit they can do. Ma- I mean, Masters of, Masters of Evil are fun. Masters I mean, of I Evil. I think you could introduce Namor in the next Black Panther movie if you could yeah. get rights to Namor. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. You could I do mean, a if lot they get the Fox deal, they're they're set with more movies. Yeah. For yeah. And like 20 more, years. Yeah. yeah. More villains, more characters. Okay, let's move on to the mailbag. Got a bunch of emails. First one's coming from Jimmy the Geek. He says, hey there, Imran, Anthony, and Ruggs. My head is still spinning from Infinity War. Just, wow. I listened to your guys' review, post-show, and all three of your instant reactions on Sunday. Thank you guys for putting out all that content in such a quick turnaround. Really fun to hear the recaps and relive the movie. I need to see this at least two more times to really wrap my head around everything. Biggest geek boner moments. Geek boner. When Cap shows up from the shadows in the subway with the Alan Silvestri score playing in the background. That's well done. I literally stood up in the theater and clapped. Oh, I hope somebody stood up. I want to see someone stand up and cheer. And then number two, when Thor comes out of the Bifrost and lays the beat down with the axe. Also stood up and clapped. Now I had to play the Avengers theme too when he comes. Oh, in that in that moment too. Yeah, I love that because you see the Stormbreaker first, and then uh, tree and rabbit. This is my fun tree. Uh, Now I had a question. I was hoping you guys could help me with. If it's not too cumbersome, could you give us a breakdown of the Infinity War comic? How does the movie storyline match up or not with what happened in the comic? I don't know much background on Infinity War and would love to hear you guys give an analysis. If it's not too much trouble, I did a lot of digging over the weekend, but rather have you guys explain it. Again, really appreciate your guys' open and honest analysis. It's good to hear all feedback, good and bad. It makes for a quality product, and that's what your podcast is. I literally could have listened to a 10-hour podcast on this movie because it is so much to digest. Can't wait until next week's show. Thanks again, Jimmy the Geek. Talking nerd. Thanks, Jimmy Graben. So look, I just we all disclose we we haven't really read it. I never read it, but I Did rug boy say you read it. Rug boy, rug boy, you read the whole thing, right? No, okay, oh, okay. I read wow. bits and pieces of it because it was a fucking huge crossover, and I didn't want to get every single one of the comics. It was, and it. It, you know, it, it's more than Infinity Gauntlet. It's like Thanos rising and Infinity something else before. And again, I wasn't reading yeah, the cosmic all the story. Yeah. Yeah. a shit ton of fucking cosmic characters that no one really cares about. Right. The the trade paperback for this is, I believe, two hundred and forty eight pages. Oh shit! For the entire story. So here's what I. It's not worth it. No, I don't. Th- I don't think it is. <laughs> Jason Mummert from Voice of the Underground did not like it. He was kind of. I don't think you got to read this to enjoy the movie. No. Clearly, no. They they made a nice, more streamlined movie than than the comic. It's a different Thanos altogether. Yeah. So I have a couple of main differences we can quickly bullet point. Like you said, Bilotti, how is Thanos different in in Infinity Gauntlet, the comic book? Uh, in the comic, he's he's a sick fuck. He just wants to. He basically, like you guys said earlier, he wants to impress Death. Yeah. And you also. Everyone forgets that Mephisto had a pretty big part in that storyline too. Yeah. He was kind yes. of he was over his shoulder and he was like trying to push him to do things because he wanted the gauntlet for himself. That was another thing that was missing from the movie that I, I would have loved to have seen. But the movie, he's more like Ed Harris in The Rock. Remember Ed Harris in the movie The Rock? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. kind of like a sympathetic villain and you yeah. under, it's like, wow, I understand why this guy's doing it. Because I think if you put the comic book Thanos on the screen, I think people will just check out. It'll just—he's almost too. He's like you think he's more one-dimensional in the comic book, or he's too. He's too. Uh, you can't wrap your head around yeah. somebody the, like the yeah. concept of yeah. death being a living entity is right. just too much. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah. it's a love story. Yeah. I mean, the comic is yeah. basically a really fucked up love story. I don't think people were ready for that. He is on screen. pussy whipped, and death just like refuses to give him the time of day. She'll just walk away, and just it drives him crazy. Well, he sees death as this. Thing. Thing that's like completely like 
it's the only thing you can count on. Yeah. It's, only that, that it's like this entity that's so crazy. He wants to be just as important as death. So it, he's obsessed with her. There's parts where he's like, look what I did for you. And she's just like, hmm. And like walks away. No, And he's yeah. like, fuck. Okay, another big change. Silver Surfer crashes through the Sanctum Sanctorum. Initially not Banner to alert Strange and everyone that Thanos is coming. Uh, he also plays a huge role by releasing Warlock from the Soul World, who eventually helps defeat Thanos. Uh, Adam Warlock is a huge character in this. So yeah. that's all different. He is connected to the Soul Gem. He is the one to warn all of Thanos coming. And, and I think Captain Marvel is going to probably replace some of what he does in the movie. He's space Jesus. He is, he is space Jesus. Thanos also, this is how twisted he is. He creates... A female Thanos. Oh, shit. A pretty much purple version. Her name is Taraxia, simply to make death jealous. Right. And she's also fucking badass and kills a bunch of people. The comic has many more heroes. Namor, She-Hulk, Wolverine, the X-Men, Cyclops, Nova. They're working with the whole Marvel. Yeah, they have the whole category. Vormir is an actual planet from the comic books. It is from the comic books. But in the comics, it's part of the Kree Empire. There are these lizard a snake people living there and it's not the home of the soul gem uh vision doesn't have the mind stone in the comics but thanos still rips fucking wires and shit right out of his chest and kills him and the biggest thing the snap is really the beginning of the story in infinity gauntlet yeah it happens right away so though that that's pretty big difference yeah, it's you. a huge difference so uh, this is also i love this i looked up here's how they actually defeat Thanos after the snap Nebula the same thing is like in the movie Nebula is being horribly tortured by Thanos while he's away in astral form fighting eternity she manages to grab the gauntlet she becomes omnipotent uh, but before she can kill Thanos Warlock and Strange teleport Thanos to safety and then they team up together to try to convince Nebula to turn back the clock 24 hours which she does everybody comes back from the dead they have no idea what happens Nebula defeats Strange, she defeats Thanos and the others, but Adam Warlock uh, takes Silver Surfer, jumps into the soul world, causes the this stones. This making my brain hurt. I know, look, it's all, he jumps into the soul world, causes the stones to vibrate in disharmony, <laughs> causing Nebula pain. She tosses off the gauntlet, Warlock grabs the gauntlet, Thanos detonates a bomb on his belt, but before that, Surfer throws him into space and he seemingly dies, but then... Warlock, Pip, and Gamora travel 60 days in the future to an unnamed planet, and they see Thanos sitting there, living alone. I got, I got to call you out on this, Imran. That's what happens. You know what you, you fucking did? What did I do? You, you put these things in bullet points when there was just one paragraph of what happened, <laughs> and you fucking summarized the whole thing. And you, you put, by putting it in bullet points, you made it seem like, oh, these were all different points, but you basically gave us, put an excuse in here to tell us the whole goddamn story. That's, yeah, that's how they defeat Thanos <laughs> in the comics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, well, I, there's, I, I a, here, there's a big thing that's actually yeah. missing in there. Yeah. What is that? Is that Adam Warlock basically uncovers the fact that Thanos has a basically a, a self uh, destructive, self destructive fulfilling pr- prophecy, prophecy in his in mm-hmm. in, in him. Uh-huh. He's basically doesn't believe that he can actually do any of this. Like he actually thinks he's going to fail. Oh, at the Thanos end of it. does. Yeah, and oh. he unlocks that in Thanos, oh. and then Thanos. So that's one of Thanos's like big weaknesses in the comics is he that he actually he always leaves. He, he always w- leaves some, some kind of gaping hole in his plan. Yeah, well, he yeah he always leaves a plan a hole purposely because he actually doesn't think that he can handle all of this. Oh, and then the characters take advantage of that, and then he can always point to that and be like, 
well, yeah, I should have thought of that. But it's like he's self-destructive, basically. He it's an actual real thing with people. Self-destructive tendencies, absolutely. Yeah. And Thanos yeah. in the in this movie seems way more omnipotent. Yeah. So yeah, he's more. He thinks he's a prophet. He thinks he's uh, doing the so right. So maybe thing. they'll. I mean, maybe they'll touch upon the self-destructiveness. This all this other stuff is fucking wacky. I know shit. it's cr- That's why I could. Well, nev- yeah. I could never read this cosmic shit in the nineties. Like I never. And it just didn't. It did not interest me because the world grabs it, dumps in the soul stone, yeah. throws it. Yeah. Oh, what? And then it comes back, and then like, uh, but it's so it's so Marvel Comics uh, in the nineties. It's so you to fucking summarize <laughs> that by just reading the entire ending well, word for word. Blame Jimmy Graben. He asked, and I delivered. <laughs> Next email from Ron Hans. Hey, Imran, I just listened to the review and have to say that I agreed with mostly everything you guys said. I had your level of enthusiasm, but was able to see some of the flaws as well. It is not my favorite Marvel movie either, but I found it super enjoyable. I will say that for the longest time, I've wanted to see a movie where the bad guy wins. The closest I got before this movie was Seven. Ooh, but, yeah, good yeah, movie. But personally, I like that it was a Thanos movie since we have had all the lead up with the other Avengers. I did want to comment on something that Tony said during the review. He mentioned that if this movie didn't have the lead in of the other 18, <laughs> he would rank it a four out of 10. Oh, shit. While everyone is entitled to their own opinion, his opinion is wrong. We have seen a crossover movie without preceding movies to pay, play off of. It is called Batman versus Superman. And if Tony thinks that Infinity War is on the same level as Batman versus Superman, then wow. Oh, shit. Uh, I know he said. I got to interrupt. I, inter- okay, I yeah. gave BVS a two out of ten. Oh, okay. Uh, so Mr. technically Ron. a little bit better. Uh, I know he said he would defend this movie if someone didn't like it, but he always gives you shit for your ratings. So I had to say something. Thank you. Keep up the great work. And to end this, I would like to ask one question. What is a movie that Ruggs thinks is great? I always hear him hear shit on movies, but I have never heard him say what he actually thinks is great. Thanks, Ron. What show are you listening to, Ron? Hans, thanks for (laughs) writing in uh, Ruggs' comment. Yeah, I mean, like, just because I have criticisms on a movie doesn't mean I don't like the movie. That's number one. Um, One of the things that makes a show interesting is us talking about a movie's flaws or things that we... We may may or may have not liked, or how they could do a movie better. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Are there movies that I think are great? Yeah, but none of them are perfect. They're all flawed you, movies. I feel like you think Infinity Wars is quote unquote great. I think it's very good. Oh, not uh, okay. okay. Let, let me talk right. about the four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I, this movie is is chapter ten. If you don't wa- if you don't read the prior chapters, if you read chapter ten on its own in any fucking book, it's not going to be good. Correct. This is the same equivalent. Yeah. You can't go into this movie and get the same experience right. if you don't know shit about these movies. Th- this movie is predicated on the fact that you've seen the other eighteen. This is, yeah. that, that is the whole epitome of a crossover. This is what I fucking love. Now, and almost none of the Marvel movies, other than this, you could pretty much see right. A lot of the other ones without seeing any of the other ones and still enjoy the movie to its uh, to its most of, m- most of the movie. Right. Most like of them, not yeah. not to the, the fullest degree, but most of it. Pilati, do you find it's hard to judge this movie without seeing the next movie? Is is it in a weird position here? A little bit. I mean, gotta remember this movie is the fucking payoff for the ten right. years that people have been watching these Marvel movies. Absolutely. Yeah, like I read this really awful review of the movie where it sounded like the reviewer, I think it was in the New Yorker magazine, where the yep. guy just watched the movie yeah. 
without seeing the other ones. And he's like, yeah, of course it was a shitty movie because he's never seen the fucking, seven, was it 17 other movies 18, before? Yeah, you don't start at chapter 10 when you're reading a book. This is a payoff movie. And yes. I think people have to understand that. And on its own, yes, it, it like we had this joke in my family, me and my brother were like, what are we going to do for my for Mother's Day? And we we're like, let's go, let's take mom to see Infinity War. And he's like, at what point in the beginning you think she's just going to check out and have no <laughs> idea what's going on? But it's true. If you took, if I took like my dad to it, he'd be like, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, yeah. But why the, why I like this movie so much is because I had 10 years to get to know these characters and love them. I love Captain America and I never did as a kid. So seeing me, him, me too. Yeah. Like just his intro alone, because we haven't seen him since Civil War, yeah. was fucking huge to me. Yeah. yeah. And that was powerful. So, you know, like people have to like realize that this is almost like a fucking thank you from the producers. Yes. The, this is like, this is yeah. what we started out with and this is what we want to deliver to you guys. And yeah. I, I mean, I love that they took such a risk to make a movie that you need to watch 18 movies on a movie this scope, this size, with this much hype, this much yeah. money. Uh, they would do that on this movie is unbelievable. Like it was, it was directly for the comic book fans. It's a comic book come to life. And they started out with Civil War because yeah. I remember the Russos were like, well, we don't even give a fuck anymore. We're going to make the movie we want to make. Go see the other movies because this is what we're doing. Yeah. Because it, it, that's another movie. You walk into that for the first time, be like, why are these two guys? I don't know why they're so mad at each other. There's no emotional stake there because you haven't seen the other movies. So it doesn't mean as much. But for us, it's like everything. It's like, you know, it's like mommy and daddy are fighting. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, to answer Ron's uh, question, what movie do I think oh, is yeah. great? What movie okay. do you think? Um, Goodfellas. Uh, there's yes, Goodfellas, Six Sense, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Godfather Two, Seven, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill One and Two, Fight Club, Shawshank Redemption, Terminator One and Two, Aliens, The Dark Knight, Winter Soldier, <laughs> Iron Man One, The Prestige, The Matrix, Ex, Ma Ex Machina, The Thing, Saving Private Ryan, and there's probably hundreds Did more you that write I think all those are. Yeah, look, are you reading this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that, I, there are tons of movies that I like, but they're not all perfect movies. I have criticisms about all of them, but I love those movies. I love Rocky movies. They're not perfect movies. So um, I love the Karate Kid. I must have said that already, but like, I it's not they're not perfect movies, but I like them. They're good. They're great movies. I can watch them over and over again. But I could still point out things that are fucked up in every single movie. Right. There's no such thing as a perfect. It's movie. constructive I think, criticism. I think if we if any of those movies came out, and correct wow. me if I'm wrong, but yeah. if any of those movies came out, I think Rugs would you would still find Rugs the same demeanor from Rugs where he's liking it, but he would point out the flaws. Yeah, that's just who he is. You know what's funny? I, I point out these flaws all the time to my wife because I hate them too, Rugs. <laughs> but we have this argument where she's like, but it's a two-hour movie and you need that to move the story. Like You need stuff to happen like that. Otherwise, you're watching somebody's life over 30-something years and it's not really... Like, nothing's happening. You have two hours to tell the story. So she's like, she's saying they're like a necessary evil in movies and I'm just like, no, it's stupid. So it's a continuing argument that we're having. I don't know if any movie has come out where I'm like, where it all makes one one hundred percent. It's never sense. gonna happen. It's just the convention of the medium. Yeah, but it's, like it's it's a, it's a pitfall of the medium of the art just, form. This is the this is the thing that bothers me more than anything. All right. So you go into a, especially a sci fi superhero movie. You have to make a suspension of disbelief, right? But the trade off is is that they're gonna set you up with all these rules. So if when you, when you suspend your disbelief, you're playing by their new rules that they set, right? Right. So in Star Wars, you can hear fucking spaceships in space. You can't, okay? 
So they set up the, this is the universe. This is what happens in the universe. All of a sudden in Star Wars, when they do the fucking ram, it's all quiet. of a sudden it's quiet yeah, in space. Yeah. They've now gone back on the rules that they set. So they do that when they feel like doing it and it's disposable. So it's see, when, I think that, when they don't, that was when they don't, more for dramatic effects. Yes, but they don't adhere to their own rules that they've set up that you've set up in disbelief. So that's the thing. When you have to suspend your disbelief more than a few times to accommodate the script and it's writing, it gets annoying sometimes. And I feel like a lot of these movies now, they're being dumbed down in a way and people are just accepting it. I see. So I'm always going to try and, and try and point these things out. So at least people are aware that this shit's going on and in this manipulative writing things that are being done, obviously to move the plot along. That's not actually, you're like, Oh, the, that's not really, you tell me this person's this big genius and intelligent, but they're doing the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, my choices. They, yeah, I'll tell so, you what, though. This is this generation, Star Wars. I mean, I heard lots of kids oh, I've been going, saying that. This is I've been better saying than that Star, Star Wars. Star Wars makes no fucking sense, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like all gobbledygook yeah. and magic yeah. and stuff like that. But you've chosen to like to buy, buy into that world. Then that was what James Cameron was saying, is that people were not even adhering to any kind of rules anymore. People were just doing whatever they want. And he's like, I'm getting tired of that. I, it's not challenging me. Mm. I want to be challenged when I see a movie. I want somebody to make me think about something in a different way. So that's why I agree with what he said. And I think that that's a true thing. And if people don't understand that, like to be critical is, is interesting. To 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 just sit there and say yay for everything. It's that's not interesting to me. Let me let me say one more thing about uh, Infinity War it's about the. About my thoughts on it. I think after watching it four times, I think it's a great event. Yeah. I don't know if it's a great movie because I don't think it's actually, I think the movie is the first part of a two part movie. Yeah. So yeah. We're, it's we're, the we're, first we're, the story isn't over. of a story. Like, I know they yes. wanted to go with like, Hey, like this is its own movie, its own thing. But by the end of it, it's, it's clearly not its own movie. It is basically the, the, the end of the movie is basically the end of the second act where the, the villain wins. And now we're going to get the next movie, we're waiting which for is the third, the act. third act in yeah. most movies where the heroes rally and come back. Now this five right. hour, two part movie may be the best Avengers movie yet, but I can see how people are like, this is maybe not the strongest Avengers movie, but it is an amazing side. It's not finished. Correct. I think it's a huge accomplishment. Yes. I mean, I yes. think it's a technical Marvel. I think it's a huge accomplishment in, in organizing all these people and, trying to get all these characters to have a certain amount of time and to tell this story in this epic manner. I mean, as I said, I saw it twice and I was glued to my seat both times. I was in all in the whole time. Now, why didn't I give it a 10? Yeah. Because I felt like there's certain things I got short, especially with the Hulk. That was a big short change for me. Uh, it may not have been for you, but I thought that was silly that, that they did that. They could have done that in a better way. And there was other things that I couldn't kind of jive with. I just was was making me question the film. But I had a great time seeing it. I would watch it again and again. Am I going to give it a 10 just because like Pacific Rim is a movie I'll watch anytime it's on. Yeah. Can I say that that's a 10? No, it's it's good. It's a great movie, yeah. but I can't say it's a 10. 
Because somebody will watch that movie and say, this is complete horseshit. And then they're going to be like, what the fuck are you, you telling know, me to watch this movie? You know what Infinity War is? It's the fucking Super Bowl. Yes. That's yeah. really what it is. Yes. It's a, I, that's what I think this movie does amazing. Like I think it's they've the, all, It's the all-star game. It's like, let's yeah. get all our best yes. players out here and hang out. That's even better. I think yeah. they've created almost a new genre. Because this is a combination of science fiction, horror, superhero, buddy, cop, action. It's like all these genres in this one beautiful bowl of, of awesome genre movie yeah. making you know what a great film is is when you watch something that you're completely not interested in and then by the end of the movie you're f- completely dialed in yeah yeah like for me to watch a superhero movie they already have my money when they as soon as they make the sure. movie i'm gonna go watch it right there's no challenge there like i'm gonna i'm, I'm along for the ride if i watch them if i can sit like a i could take a random girl and make and sit in front of Infinity War and make and they love it as much as I do. That's not going to happen. Like somebody who's never seen any of these movies, has no interest in the movie. All of a sudden, we'll get roped. Maybe maybe it'll happen. There's there's a shot, but like I, I'm I'm going to lean towards probably they're not going to like the movie. I would love to talk to someone who just watches this movie completely out of the blue. Yeah. I really want to know what they think because it's <laughs> I'm I can't take my even mom. I, I can't even. It's hard to judge to even think about what that would be. At this point, take well, your mom and then, like, t- yeah. ask your mom what her favorite movie is, yeah. mm-hmm. and then make her watch this, and then to ask her if this if the new this movie that she just watched is replacing her favorite as her new favorite. My movie. mom loves Michael Bay movies. She's probably gonna see that movie Skyscraper with the Rock yeah. and think it's like, oh my god, he's amazing with that <laughs> fake leg. Like she loves that <laughs> shit. She likes those dumb movies. Like remember Deep Impact and Armageddon, yeah, and everybody likes yeah, Deep Impact because yeah. it was like the more thinking man meteor. I liked yes. Armageddon though. I did too, but yeah. she loves Armageddon. <laughs> Not Deep Impact. It's too emotional. Anthony, before She's the like show, that. you were telling us you took your mom, but your mom has watched these movies. Right. What? What? How did she feel at the end of this movie? Did she enjoy it? She did. She enjoyed it, but she was like, I need a minute here to like process yeah. what happened. Yeah. And then she was even asking me, so like, where did all the characters go? <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're dead. She's like, oh, wow. Like, they killed everybody. Wow, it's interesting. Like it, it was. It's just one of those. It's. It's very disorienting. Yeah. I mean, she's one of those that she's seen all the movies, right? But she's not putting any thought into these movies. She's just going. But to even her, time. she was like, "Why would you kill all these people?" I, it wasn't that she was like, "Why would you kill them?" Because they have box office potential. It was just yeah. more like, "Wow, they killed all these people." Yeah. yeah. You know what the strength of this movie really is, and I noticed it right away. It's the characters. Yeah. You know right. that journey we took with all these characters since the first Iron Man movie to see him with a dead kid in his hands. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get to that point where you see all his failures as a character in his eyes and his face. Yep. I mean, that part was so hard to watch. And then like, again, Thor's entrance, Cap's entrance, vision dying. I mean, the guy's only been in three movies and you're like, you felt his death right away because he was such a, of such a strong character. One of the best things about this movie is, well, just about Marvel in general is that they've molded these characters into uh, things that that kind of stand on their own okay so like the way that they did cap is is like it stands on its own like the way that they shaped tony stark to be this like snarky dude yep, that he yep. wasn't in the comics yep. it works for the movies um maybe they have too many snarky dudes now yeah. cuz there's like snark fest 2000 with doctor strange snarky you know all these, there's a lot of a lot everybody of snark. snarky yeah the person who should be the snarkiest is the least snarkiest, Peter Parker. Um, but he's he, just a little kid. He's more Yahoo yeah. and cool and wow. Did you guys find the the Russo brothers snark uh, better or comparable to Joss Whedon's snark? Uh, I think it wasn't as cringy. Yes, it, 
yeah, it was not as cringy. Oh, it was not as cringy. It was more intelligent. Okay, so you think yeah. it was, it was way wittier. I, fi- I find Joss Whedon stark yeah. to make everyone sound the same. Yeah, yeah, Age of Ultron was tough yeah. to watch. I, I fucking cringe at a lot of the dialogue. In Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron for sure was like quip, 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 mm-hmm. quip, quip, quip. And yeah. It's like not Ultron himself. He, I liked him a lot, and I'm not just biased because James Spader. James was Spader, in it. he's your boy. I'm not just biased, but <laughs> the part where Tony Stark's like language, I was like, oh yeah. god, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> That's a little cheesy, yeah. That was just, but dude, was this movie, I, this movie is harder to do that. It's harder because this is. a it's basically it's so dark. each character on there. No, well, not that. It's not dark. I mean, it's dark, but it's more of the fact that each character has. You're, you're, it's an all-star game, so you're going to get the character doing the, his like best line yeah. every time. Everyone has a did. moment. They, yeah, everybody all, gets yeah. a moment for the they most all part. Delivered. I forgot like my one of my other favorite lines, Drax, when he goes, "It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel." <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> this it's is so a man. Random. You're a dude. <laughs> you're a dude. This is a handsome, muscular but man. Even in that scene, yeah. So that this is what I'm saying. Even in that scene, it's character work because yes. it's basically yes. it's Thor's there, and all yeah. of a sudden he's bringing to light all the insecurities that Star-Lord always had, that he's not man enough for yeah. Gamora. The, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's still all, that's it's, an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, that's And it's fun. Yeah. But it's using jokes to further, you know, it's character work, but yeah. it's using jokes to, to bring that out. Yeah. To, to, so when Gamora dies, yeah. and, uh, oh no, when Donald says Gamora, and Peter Quill can't kill her, yeah. and, he's, and she says, I've always loved you, like, I fucking felt that, yeah. because they built it up yeah. in two other movies, where yeah. They had this back and forth, not even a back and forth. It was basically Star Wars fucking, you know, pursuing Gamora. But you felt it. But I mean, the, you felt everything. Yeah, they've been hanging out for four years after Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so you know their relationship was stronger. Another- so tell me, Ronald Hans, if you came in and just watched this movie the first time and didn't know that Gamora and Star Lord had this thing, would you still rate would four, you, four out of ten, you son of would a you gun? give it four out of ten? Another What's great char- character moment was the ice cream. Remember the ice cream larks? Which were, he was like stark raving mad. It was great flavor. I, I, I actually didn't think that one was that great. But he's like, we prefer Hulka Hulka bird and chocolate or something. Hulka Hulka fucking fudge. But I like, he's like, are you really leaning against the, the cauldron of the cosmos? And the fucking cape snaps him. Like I, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking love Doctor Strange in this movie. Yeah, I, I, like I actually liked him a lot. Yeah, a lot in this movie yeah. too. And in fact, I think I said I didn't care for the Doctor Strange standalone until he became Doctor Strange because mm. I love him as an actor, and he totally owns the character. He's like a total arrogant dick. Yeah, and, and I love was, them. Uh, I, I wish they made a reference of the goatees at all. Well, it's, Just it's one tough little because Doctor Doctor Strange is an origin film, and yeah, really, if you're gonna see a Doctor Strange film, you want to see him as fucking psychedelic. Best. Yeah, yeah, you want, yeah, you want yeah. to see him doing some weird shit. And they did, That's why yeah. I want to see a sequel really, really bad because yeah. I love his character. And this movie, he was just like going toe to toe with Thanos. He like took him to the ropes. I mean, he was just nonstop. We, the and they movie. still set up the Mordo thing that has to be resolved uh, from the first movie. So I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. Uh, yeah, but is Mordo going to be a threat after Thanos? Uh, well, after no Thanos, how are you going to top any of this? After Thanos, you, you got to challenge. Problem. You got to challenge these characters on uh, like a I mean, personal level. I like Chewie Telija yeah. for, yeah. but you know, you got to challenge your Thanos. beliefs. After yeah, you yeah. Challenge after. Your, and so you got to think yeah, beliefs, that, that's a good one. You got to think that's Thanks. strange in the one future that he saw that Tony has something big also to do with the ultimate oh, yeah. end uh, because of the sacrifice. So it's Tony mm-hmm. and Thanos had to win, and man, we got to wait a year. God damn it. All right, look. Whoo, I'm exhausted. Uh, Bilotti, tell the listener where they can find your stuff and what you want them to do. Uh, I want them to go to robo7.com. That's R O B O, the number 7.com. 
click on my store page or click on my t-shirt page and go buy some shit. I don't care if you don't like Godzilla, fucking buy it. I need money. <laughs> I want to buy a new apartment. Me and my wife need to move to a bigger place. We fucking need money, guys. You got to help me out here. Help Please. the guy out, Robo7. I'm seven. pleading with you. I'm pleading. I'm Dude, begging thanks you. for hanging out, man. I'm glad you're uh, you're on break. Uh, you're on hiatus off the show. Would of love, course. Love of course. having you on rugs. Where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter arguing with dumb people. <laughs> uh, at really rug boy. Come watch the fun. Hashtag James Cameron was right. Oh, shit. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Chuck and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Chuck. And he's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Can you guys recreate this live? Anthony, say it, and then John, say it. Hey, Brian, go fuck yourself. How about that? Damn it! I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm on the suck a dick. <laughs> Wait, this who's sucks. that? Is a dog and pony show? Dog <laughs> nerd! Hello, Potter and family. I am Matt Delhauer. Uh, the host of the Ginger Geek Podcast, here with my very quick and spoiler-free review of Avengers Infinity War. This is a movie that we have been waiting for for 10 years, and it certainly happened. I I mean, I know that that doesn't sound super excited or anything like that. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, it brought everything that you've come to expect from a Marvel film. Fun, excitement, action, humor... Uh, a few genuine surprises, despite feeling like a lot of it played out almost the way you would expect it to. I think the only real downfall was Marvel has made a name for themselves over the past 10 years of not really delving too deep into the emotional or darkness that is a lot of stuff you can find in the comic book movie realm. And saving all of that for this movie it falls flat at times there are points where it definitely does what it's supposed to do but i think a lot of it also kind of feels forced so ultimately if i had to give a number to it i would give infinity war uh seven and a half out of ten uh, definitely a lot of fun, but I don't know if I would go ranking this as one of my favorite ones that they had, uh, but absolutely it's worth seeing. I mean, like I said, it's been 10 years, we've been waiting for it, so finish the ride. Thanks, guys. Check out everyone else's review, see if they agreed with me or not. Love you all. Be excellent to each other. Talking nerd! Hello, everyone. This is David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape, along with Scott James Meridue, the host of Pod Capers, our official podcast. Hello! So, today we're doing our um, mini-review of Avengers Infinity War, which I really enjoyed. Um, I particularly liked Thanos. I thought that he was just great as a villain. Um, He really dominated the film. Uh, I thought that he had a really good arc as essentially the central character of the film, and that's the main thing that I really liked uh, about it. Um, I also thought that he looked very different from a lot of these sort of hulking, big, gray kind of monster villains that we've seen in a lot of films lately, and that he had a lot more personality and a lot more of, like, um, a face that had expression um, and emotion. So I really liked that. Um, I thought a lot of the film, I'm sure, is going to be talked about by a lot of people, and we will be talking about it in our full-length review. Isn't that right, Scott? Yeah, 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 
we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it a lot, a lot. Scott, Scott, are you okay? It was so good. Oh my god, it was so good. Get fuck out of yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I need to lie down. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, we will be right back with you, and make sure you listen to our full review on this week's episode of Podcapers. I can die happy now. Talking nerd. This is Jason with the History of Bad Ideas, a geek-centric roundtable, per se. Every Tuesday night we record uh, and comes out every Wednesday at the History of Bad Ideas on Facebook, on Lipson, iTunes, everything else. Anyways, uh, they asked us to do a review of Avengers colon Infinity War. And I uh, just wanted to let you know um, that I went into it with very low expectations. I was actually more excited for Black Panther than for Avengers Infinity War. Loved Black Panther. Uh, I'm not a big Thor fan, uh, but he actually had time to shine in this one, which was appreciative. Uh, Also, uh, I enjoyed that it gave a lot of time for everybody. Everybody had something to do in it. I was a little worried about the characters uh, having uh, not enough things to do or just being shortchanged. That was not the case. Uh, the team-ups were really nice. Uh, Doctor Strange with Tony Stark and Spider-Man was great. Uh, so I, do to pre- I did appreciate that. Uh, the only complaint I had, there was two. Uh, they were very minor. I thought Tony Stark had way too much to do. Um, I thought that he was too much of the focus. Uh, and I thought Thor going for his Storm Crusher, Breaker, whatever hammer it was called, uh, I thought it took way too long to get to what he needed to do. Uh, I enjoyed the interactions with Rocket with him, but I thought the whole side quest with that took a little too long. It was a very uh, minor gripe, though, overall. Um, If I had grade it, I would go with an A-. Uh, And like I said, it was a fun movie. Uh, The ending was a surprise. Uh, I like the backstory on Thanos. They didn't go too much into it, but just enough to give you some story. And uh, he did come across a little bit sympathetic at times, uh, which was nice. And uh, at other times, you just hated him. Um, So they did a great job with it. Again, I went into it with low expectations. I was blown away. And I'm looking forward to the second one. So uh, this is Jason with the History of Bad Ideas. Find us at Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter and the History of Bad Ideas on Facebook. And our show drops every Wednesday morning. Thank you. And Roger says goodbye. Talking nerd! This is our little review for you, David. So hopefully this works for you. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's so difficult to say anything, though, without spoilers. That's very I mean, true. we could literally just go, and then nothing else. We have literally just seen the film, like, uh, half an hour ago it finished. <laughs> well, yeah. if we go with my, um, my review on Facebook, which was just, well, fuck me. I can't. <laughs> it was, yeah, my, my, my mind was blown. <laughs> I think my actual words when I after the film finished was holy shit, and if I'm not allowed to swear on your podcast, then holy moly! <laughs> you just have to bleep us. Whoa, like mother! F- yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was great. It's it's really the same as Civil War. They did with Civil War. They really skillfully crafted you know, all those characters together and a, hundred, a dozen God different plot the threads. Brothers. Without feeling, down to them for yeah, without it feeling working. overburdened or yeah, hundred percent. That they burned with glorious purpose. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
just the, I just think that it's absolutely incredible what they've done and I still love the fact that everything that Marvel does characters always first yeah everything that comes from the film is driven by the characters rather than we just need to put an action sequence in here guys so don't worry about it I love all the characters also, I love everything I didn't think they would be able to because there's so many fan yes, theories and god knows what else around but I was genuinely surprised yes. by a bunch of stuff that happens in this film so for sure I yeah. was quite happy with that it's great to watch it to react to everything you're laughing you're crying you're shocked you're just screaming now at the screen and and yes in like a packed cinema where you're surrounded by other Marvel fans that are all like equally screaming and reacting to the film it's a great experience to have in the cinema to keep having in the cinema let's keep let's go watch it again guys yeah should we not do the podcast (laughs) (laughs) bye and they were never seen again. <laughs> just stayed in the cinema just watching Infinity War over, over and over and over. like resetting the time stone every time just to rewatch it again. Oh. <sighs> so that's, cool. that's, that's, that's our it. thing. That's our mini review. Mini review. From the Deleted Scene podcast. Yeah. Score. We liked it. I'm going to give it six <laughs> Infinity Stones out of six Infinity Stones. <laughs> I'm, rating, I'm just rating it now. <laughs> Cool. I think that's all we need. Right. Mm-hmm. Nerd! Hello, this is Rob Daniel and Rob Wallace, and this is the Electric Shadows podcast. And we are talking to all you people there who are listening to A Place to Hang Your Capes podcast about Avengers Infinity War. So, Rob, what do you think about it? Avengers Infinity War it's, uh, it's, this is a review and luckily and it's you know, only three minutes it is one that you can leap straight in because you've got to assume that anybody listening to this they know the plot even if they haven't seen the film they know roughly what the plot is or at least you know, the synopsis and they we don't need to delve at all into the wider context of the MCU because they know that as well and that's part of and again not to you know, sorry to leap straight in the problem with this film the problem with Avengers Infinity War the weight of expectation that's been built up around this over 10 years and 13 films? Maybe more than that. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone listening to this has just booed me and gone, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the idea that this is meant to be the payoff or the first part of the payoff to the introduction of Than- you know, to, to Thanos, who is the sort of the big bad of the Marvel Universe. Uh, who's again was, has been teased for the better part of a decade, and the Infinity Stone, and there's a, such an amount of mythology, and so many different strands and elements they need to pay off, and so much is you know, so many films, well, the films before this that we've kind of gone, okay, maybe that that didn't quite hit the emotional beats that we were hoping for, but it's all in service of Infinity War. Yeah, and. Yeah, what, I mean, what are your... Well, that's the thing, is that I think that was the problem with the film, to be honest. And I think it's a problem, ultimately, with the way that Marvel have taken the franchise and tried to do an episodic television franchise, but for the big screen. It just means that you just slip into a formula. Uh, any emotional resonance has to be kind of held in check because you need to tell a bigger story in the next film and the next film. And I'm completely with you on Infinity War seemed to be what everything was building up to and then we got this really quite anonymous film that seemed to kind of play it a bit safe in terms of the things that were happening in there there are big dramatic moments in this film but the thing is we are emotionally on guard because we can't trust films 
for any franchise really, but particularly for Marvel franchises, to really put their flag in the sand and say this is something that has happened. Well, something that matters. Yes, without kind of then thinking, well, are you going to change this a bit further down the line? It's Nothing is final in these films, and I find that emotionally it then means that they are quite empty, and you can never trust yourself to have a proper emotion because you're thinking, well, am I being duped by all of this? And to be honest, I thought this is anonymous. Uh, I thought that Thanos, who I've never thought was a particularly good villain, he's he always seemed like a henchman to the main villain. I thought that his the scenes with him and the characters that have been moved forward to be the important characters in the franchise the going next forward generation. were just dull. I was actually bored by some of this film. Then and, again, and there were some moments that I thought were you know, amazing, and they were typically the action scenes, which are yeah. always done well in Marvel films. My issue is that the stuff they did with you know, the characters that are going to lead the next phase of the MCU often came at the cost of the stalwarts. You know, the characters like Captain America... Who we've you know who we loved for years, who they weren't really able to do that much with because again they had too they're too many they were juggling too many things. Yeah, I but think this is one of those things where it's it's a case of we like these films when all these characters are together, and you made a film that means that these characters have to go off on different adventures, and that takes a lot of the fun out of it. And really, for part two, you need to bring you need to get the band back together if you're going to make a film that actually is worth the 10 years that we've been waiting for it, in my humble opinion. I thought we really liked it. Other than that, it was amazing. No, Captain America, The Winter Soldier is still the masterpiece, in my opinion, of the MCU. I found that hard to argue with. Well, okay, thank you very much for listening to us. Um, And if you want to subscribe to the Electric Shadows podcast, we're on iTunes. And various other apps. And various (laughs) other Android apps. Cheers. Nerd. Hi, this is Mark from the Tangent Bound Podcast. As of lately, though, it's been more from the Tangent Bound Network. But hey, <laughs> who's counting? Anyway, so Avengers Infinity War. This is a spoiler-free review, but uh, I am going to say uh, that I had a, it had met expectations, but my movie-going experience was pretty disgusting because I sat next to a family that wouldn't shut up. But that's just me. Anyway, uh... On a scale of 1 to 10, I am going to tell you right now that it was a solid 9. It was a really great movie. Left me feeling empty, though, a little punch in the gut. But, hey, that's what the part 2 is going to be all about next year. And and with the post credit scenes and the introduction of, well, you know who. Again, spoiler review. Uh, spoiler-free review, I should say. Um, anyway, I happen to... Um, grade my movies on a scale uh, there are five categories and each category is worth two points each so here's why i gave it a nine uh the first category is direction did the directors know what they were doing of course they did so this was fantastic full two points right there um <laughs> the next was uh story well, in this case, we already know what the Infinity War story was all about, so I would have to say with this adaptation, I would it was pretty darn good. It was very believable. Uh, so, two points there. Uh, CGI. With CGI, is it over-CGI, or is it not enough CGI? Could you tell it was CGI? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there were two points in the flick where it was... 
overly abundantly clear that it was CGI, and that kind of detracted from me. That's where I subtracted a point. Everything else was cool, kosher, and copacetic. The music soundtrack is another category where I feel like the music is supposed to drive a certain emotion, and if it does that and it does that job well, then you're going to be feeling what the characters feel. You're going to be feeling what uh, the director really wants you to feel. So with the score and everything, that was two points right there, and that was spot on, absolutely spot on. It really it, it evoked the perfect response from me, and I really dug it. Last and finally, cast and crew. Did they have good chemistry on set? Could you tell that it was forced or anything like that? And quite frankly, everybody did their job very well, and I thought it was played out exceedingly well. So two points there. So uh, with everything there, that is nine points. So the CGI was the one spot that really um, that really got to me. There were, like I said, there were there were two spots in the movie that really kind of stood out for me, where it was like. Eh, and kind of killed my suspension of disbelief for a minute. But uh, but again, that was only one point, so uh, a full 9 out of 10. And uh, that is my review of Avengers Infinity War. Now, as I always tell everybody, don't take my word for it. Go see it for yourself. Form your own opinion. Don't listen to critics. Go out there, see the movie for yourself, and enjoy it or don't enjoy it. That's up to you. So uh, just take the time to go see it. Don't have any preconceptions about it. Just go and experience it for yourself. Maybe come up with your own scale. Anyway, this has been Mark from the Tangible Podcast. Um, enjoy my Infinity Wars spoiler-free review. <laughs>